Ohio Dusumu along the most minutes last night. Here's a three by Levine, and he knew it was pure. One of that alley-oop lob is swatted away by Drummond. Bulls have numbers. DeRozan to Young. He'll try again from three. And bang, bang, bang. Jones quick triggering. Oh, misfires. This tire lead is there for the. Welcome to the hashtag Football Friday edition of Second City Sports with your host, Miss Lakina McGee, which is she. I am Cindy Brown. Hey, that's me. We're live in the color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. If you want to follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG, you do so at CK80. You can do so at CK80, S-I-D-K-I-D-8-0. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-8-0. You can follow my Kina McGee on the Twitter and I can't on the IG. Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app. You want to know why? Because we said so, that's why. And also, so you can get access, get access to other live shows that air throughout the week. So if you happen to miss them, you can go back and listen and watch them at your own leisure. Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app today. Speaking of Sports Zone Chicago, you can follow us on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Please find Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms. And you can subscribe to our podcast at War on Anger. We are available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. Make sure you type this in your search engine boxes on those podcast platforms. You're ready? W-A-R-R on Anger. Once again, at War on Anger on all podcast platforms. And give War Media a follow at W-A-R-R Media on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, at W-A-R-R Media on all social media platforms. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. We are unapologetically fun, and we have very definite opinions. You have any definite opinions due our to our extravagance? We call it Sports Talk Radio Show. You can always hit us up in the comments section at Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or at Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get the up on the screen for you. But if you decide to troll and or do something stupid, I'm giving Lakina full power to give you fools to be a lame boot. Bye-bye. I love when she says that. <laughs> But before we begin, we must remind you that you can catch Sports Zone Chicago now available on Roku TV. That's right. Sports Zone Chicago is now available on Roku, on your Roku television. So celebrate with the squad and get with the program. Sports Zone Chicago is now on Roku TV. If you don't have a Roku TV, but you have a bunch of handheld devices hanging around, your iPad, iTouch, iPhone, your computer, your personal PC, or your Chromebook like I'm using right now, just download that Roku TV app. App and access Sports Zone Chicago through that avenue. If you already have Roku TV, just tap on the sports folder and download Sports Zone Chicago through that avenue. So, no more excuses. Celebrate with the squad and get with the program. Sports Zone Chicago is now on Roku TV 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, live and on demand. We got a busy show, Sid. So, let's get right to it. Of course, we're going to talk uh, Bears and Eagles, you know, very briefly. Um, you know, the rest of the NFL, uh, week five slate, we'll talk to him. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, well 15. Yeah. Cause it's coming by quick. Yeah. yeah. Know, those <laughs> matchups. It's clearly three matches for tomorrow, Saturday. If you're going to be listening to this, uh, re-listening to this, you know, for those of us who are going to be listening to this on the uh, war media, you know, we're going to talk a little bit of college hoops. I don't care if Sid has been watching or not. I told us that he needs to start watching college hoops is the time to do hey, it. Hey, back up young lady. <laughs> mm, yeah. 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 Okay. But, uh, yeah, of course we're gonna have our girl, Christine Manica to talk about, uh, those uh, week 15 picks also to uh, some uh, lack of activity from both uh, the Chicago baseball teams as some uh, top players got some big moolah. But for 
course, we're going to talk some Bulls and Sid, of course, Bulls lose, Bulls lose another heartbreaker on, on Wednesday to the Knicks, you know, in overtime, another tough one there. They got outscored, I think, what, 12 to two in overtime. That's not going to, that's not mm-hmm. going to do it for you if you're trying to, uh, you know, get back into 500 and, and such. I mean, look, I think, you know, I'm already seeing it from Bulls fans. I don't like getting into it with Bulls Twitter because, you know, <laughs> some of those folks are just too out there for my taste. So, so what do you think about what do you think about that, 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 that loss against the Knicks? First, uh, those highlights came courtesy of NBC Sports Chicago from last Sunday. That's now how ironic that we played that Lakina to open up our show because that's the last time the Bulls won a game. That was a, a few days ago, so we had to get that reminder out there. Number two about Wednesday night's game. There's a few things that I noticed that was very wrong by the Chicago Bulls, but these are not new problems. One, you cannot defend the pick and roll. The New York Knicks had not one, not two, but three. Count them three lobs to the basket in the first half. And number two, the Bulls could not defend the three-point line. The Knicks, the last time I checked, are not a great three-point shooting team, but they were through the first three quarters of their game on Wednesday. What's wrong with the Bulls' defense? <laughs> Those two areas I just uh, I warned you guys about. But on the flip side, the thing, a couple of things that I encourage about has been Patrick Williams. It looks like he's starting to show some signs and that he's a, a valuable, valuable player on this team. And number two, uh, we didn't mention this on our show on Monday. But the Bulls have been passing passing the basketball around uh, uh, very well these last few games. And on Wednesday, they had a total of 25 assists, but they only had 12 turnovers. So they're starting to get better and taking care of basketball in some areas there. They're still passing the basketball very well. But but back to the negative, Lakina, I did not like the fact that they got out-rebounded by 17, 48-31 by the Knicks. I know you have Julius Randle. I know you, they have Mitchell Robinson, a couple of – uh, tall guys in that Harlson kid that, that was on the Clippers last year, but you still cannot get out rebounded at, at home. Yes, it got back in the game defensively, especially in that late third quarter, early fourth quarter, but you got to be tough on defense, and toughness has been an issue with the scene over the last couple seasons. Well, yeah, and you saw that, uh, you know, you know, they actually still, the Bulls actually still had a shot to win that game in regulation, but, you know, mm-hmm. Julius Randle, to his credit, he's an all defensive uh, player for a reason. He was able to, you know, sort of, you know, kind of like you know, got in the way of that because I think people will if, if if people had jumped maybe like a second maybe earlier than Randall did, you know, then maybe who knows he probably would have gotten that lob and that probably would have worked. You know what what happened with AJ Griffin did to them mm-hmm. uh, when they played Atlanta uh, last Sunday. So you know that that whole thing. But yeah, I mean they're fifty three percent from free from the next. I mean that's probably right up there with their with their you know the best you know free you know three point shooting showing uh, all season so unfortunately they got to clean up on that the good news is you know for the bulls they actually play again tonight don't ask me how that that weird weird that stuff worked but you know we'll see if they can you know clean up that stuff you know they had a couple of days to clean up they'll be playing these next again tonight um you know at the uc says seven o'clock unfortunately it won't be it won't be nationally televised unfortunately so but, <laughs> maybe that's know. a good thing <laughs> But yeah, but yeah, but you know, look, I think that you know the Bulls can you know, you know try to you know split this you know mini two game series and just you know try to you know clear those three points and three point uh, def- defense and you know be a little more aggressive and such. So you saw, look, you had you know, a, a solid showing. I mean, look, you know, Kobe had twelve off the bench for the Bulls. People had eleven. Um, you know, Zach had twenty five. You know, Demar had thirty two. You know, leading the way there. Vooch had nineteen. Team, you know, maybe had could have been a little bit more aggressive with the rebounding, and mm-hmm. that, look, that's hard to do. I would say 
force you'll force the guys to force uh, Julius Randle into foul trouble, force Mitch Robinson into foul trouble, Hardiston you know, into foul trouble. Maybe that's probably how they're going to be able to do it. So I would say maybe if you're going to have to be a little more aggressive, but look, make make the Knicks be more aggressive too. We know how you know Tibbs is with the, with the defense. So I would say you know try to make it force you know, to to maybe foul and stuff. Maybe that'll probably help a little bit and you know to keep those rebounds uh that that rebound discrepancy to a minimum. You're listening to the Hashtag Football Friday edition of Second City Sports right here on Sports Zone Chicago. We're live in Living Color. Sid LaKinney here with you talking Bulls and Knicks, and we'll have the rest of the week that was in the NBA coming up. LaKinney also, too, uh, Jalen Brunson, as we talked about before the season started, he was going to make a, a big difference with this Knicks team. He's He has done that so far, and his 30 points uh, was a – was a has been a was a tribute to that the other night, and a, uh, no one on the Bulls could guard uh, Mr. Brunson. He got into the lane whenever he wanted. R.J. Barry did as well, and we talked about this before last year again, and we talked about it in parts this year. Uh, the interior defense for the Bulls has been terrible. I know it's improved a little bit, but it that all went away on Wednesday as the Knicks got to the basket whenever they wanted. That's another problem that that the Bulls uh, uh, need to correct, especially for tonight. I'm with you, Lakina. Force the Knicks into foul trouble tonight and be more aggressive defensively, defensively, especially Jalen Brunson. Do not let him get into the lane whenever he wants. If he does, he's mm-hmm. gonna he's gonna give you problems again, just like he did on Wednesday. Yeah, and I think that's gonna be that was a big problem. So, like I said, the good the good news uh for them is that they'll be able to, you know, they can clean it up and you know, with everything else. So, you know, hopefully they'll be able to, you know, get that cleaned up and you know, get, you know, perhaps maybe get a win tonight. Like I said, mm-hmm. you know, you can catch uh, the Bulls game. And Knicks, you know, at 7 o'clock, you know, it'll be on NBC Sports Chicago, of course, MSG Network. Uh, for those of you in New York, of course, you can stream it, you know, anywhere if you got NBA lead pass. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can kind of, you know, check that game. I hope for the Bulls can get their revenge against the, against the Knicks and do what we said and perhaps maybe, you know, force them into, you know, turnovers and, you know, to fouls and such. Hopefully they can kind of mm-hmm. reverse their fortunes uh, tonight. Now, as we usual, we go backwards and we got some time before we got to go to our first break. Let's go to last night's games. Uh, Miami Thursday. Thurs- well, <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. Thir- last night, Thursday. Well, well those of you re- uh, listening to it on our Semantics. podcast. <laughs> well, I mean, if people can't figure it out by now, I don't know what to tell y'all. But uh, <laughs> all right, just a friendly Clip- reminder. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. And you know, the, the, the Suns got you know a nice uh, win against the Clippers, 111 to 94. Five uh, CP3 led the way there at 15 points. We'll see. What we'll, we'll tell you what he did after the game in a second. But you know, a nice, uh, solid show in there. They're starting to kind of get together a little bit with, with uh, Phoenix. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, I, I, I can't talk. I'm still you know, getting. I got the drainage going here, folks. But uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh but my but Mikhail Bridges had uh, 27 points leading the way there for uh, the Suns yesterday. Book, you know, Devin Booker really didn't have. Mm, didn't have his best show, and he only had 14 points, but they really didn't need him because, of course, you know, Bridges, you know, picked up the slack. CP3 did did as well. So, but a nice solid win for you for the Suns. Yeah, I don't know. Other side, I worry about the Clippers. I know that Paul George mm-hmm. and Kawhi Leonard are working back uh, their way back into uh, to the starting lineup. Both of them have, have not been in the starting lineup for more than two games in a row for the Clippers this season. has been up there. Other role players like Zubach and free agent point guard John Wall has been picking up the slack. Nicholas Batum has been contributing here and there as well. So hopefully the Clippers are starting to finally starting to get healthy. I know they didn't look good in that first half last night. I saw a couple minutes of it and I turned it off. But hopefully they'll get it back together and get it together soon. Hopefully last night's loss will be a wake-up call. 
Yeah, for those of you who are wondering what will CP3 did this uh, this morning, he actually went to Winston-Salem State, got his master's degree in communications, and uh, you know, gave 2500 $2, bucks to uh, the graduating students there. So a nice, uh, you know, a nice, uh, nice showing there by CP3, and a nice, uh, sort of nice little uh, uh, give back there by a CP3. So you know, a really uh, great um, showing by him, you know, at that at that school. So that that's pretty cool. Uh, to see now going back into the the games, Miami Heat you know got a a good one. Um, they beat the the Rockets one eleven one oh eight, and we've been saying this about Miami. They've been, they've been kind of like sort of like in the same you know situation the Bulls are in. You know they've been kind of you know mm-hmm. struggling to you know five hundred. Tyler Hero led the way there for for the Heat with forty one points, which is uh, I believe this is a season high for him. And yeah, he had ten threes last night as well. Yeah, yeah. You know the forty-one, yeah, that forty-one points. Um, yeah, he made he's made nineteen threes. You know, over the, his last two games, the most in a two-game span by any uh, Heat player in the in the franchise history. So maybe he's starting to you know, kind of like lead the way there for them as well. So he's been sort of like I said, they've been up and down. Of course, you know, Butler's been out of the lineup. Bam's been out of the lineup. So yeah, there's mm-hmm. been like a lot of issues with uh, some of the various uh, situations there. You know, they you know, with injuries and such. So they've been kind of you know, struggling at 500 too. I'm talking about the Heat. Yeah, injuries that you mentioned has been a problem with them as well. We know that Jimmy Butler uh, is the veteran leader on that team. Bam on a bio sets the tone defensively, even though uh, they they are missing him uh, due to ankle sprain. But uh, give Eric Spolstra, the head coach of the Heat, credit for keeping his guys motivated. And he has the right guys for his system to play the way that he wants to play. And it's no mistake that the, he has had six, uh, positive success over the last uh, couple of years. Like you mentioned, they're going through a tough stretch right now, but I think they'll be okay. They'll they'll still end up between four and six in the Eastern Conference. As long as they stay out of seven, I think they'll be okay. On the flip side for Houston, Jalen Green led the Rockets with 22 points. They still have a, a good young squad, but they're still a, a couple of years away from really realizing their potential. We'll talk to uh, an earlier game that Houston had in just a second. There was a really mm-hmm. nice embrace after that game. We'll talk about that after the break. Mm-hmm. But uh, real quick, uh, you know, Memphis got a nice win against uh, the Bucks. You know, they kind of gave you know, you know, handled them uh, pretty easy. One forty-two, one hundred one. Uh, John Morant led the way with twenty-five points. They've had you know contributions from various guys mm-hmm. off the bench. They had like five, you know, five of their bench guys were in double figures. So I think that definitely led the way there as well. So. You know, for the Bucks, I mean, if you're a Bucks fan, you shouldn't be. You're, you're 28, so you really shouldn't be too, you know, upset. I know uh, Giannis didn't play; that was a you know a rest day for him. So, you know, I think it's sort of one of those games. Look, they're 28 right now, so if you're a Bucks fan and you're freaking out that they lost to a, a really solid Memphis team, I think you know, people need to kind of like just chill out a little bit. <laughs> Let me leave you with this cliffhanger question as we go into our bottom of the hour break. With the major injury in the Western Conference, which we'll get to on the flip side, do you put John Morant behind Jason Tatum for MVP consideration? We ponder that as we'll talk about that big injury. Also, some of the rest of the happenings that went on in the NBA this week. Lakina McGee, Sydney Brown, this is Second City Sports on Sports of Chicago. More NBA and also to MLB talk. You know, free agency, you know, is starting to fill up. So, but like, like a uh, lack of uh, activity by the baseball teams. Our girl, Layla Rahimi, uh, let them have it as well. So we'll get to the show that. as well. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll, we'll, let, well, yeah, we'll get to all that too coming mm-hmm. up next. This is Second City Sports on Sports of Chicago. NBA, MLB coming up right after this. 
This year, my mom got me the perfect bag for back to school. These colorful binders help me stay organized. These headphones are just what I need for studying. These new sneakers are just what I need for the new year. This jacket is a real must-have. My parents got me the skateboard I wanted. It's pretty cool. These scissors really come in handy in art class. These colored pencils, too. These new socks? They can be a real lifesaver. I finally got my own phone to stay in touch with my mom. Trisha's having a sleepover tonight. Can I go? I wonder about Lucy's friends. What should I say? I know you're only 10, but one of these days a friend will offer you a drink. And alcohol at your age can lead to so many things. None of them good. So can I go to the sleepover? Lucy, I want you to promise me something. I finished my homework. <laughs> Bigger promise. If there's any drinking, I want you to say, no thanks, not my thing. Mom. I promise you, your real friends won't care. Deal? Sure. Really? I promise, Mom. They really do hear you. Did you pack your toothbrush? For tips on how to start the talk, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. A public service message from the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Welcome back to Second City Sports. Hashtag Football Friday edition. We're live in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You can follow your truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, it's CK80. That's SIDKID80. That's SIDKID80. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan McGee on the IG. Yeah, for comment about the Chicago Bulls or the NBA at large, you can hit us up at the comment section at Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. 
type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Lakina, uh, continue our NBA discussion. One more game to review from last night, Thursday. The Utah Jazz have been the uh, beat the New Orleans Pelicans for the second time in a row. By the score of 132 to 129, Zion Williamson is continuing to impress all observers and fans alike with 31 points. Jordan Clarkson had a game high of 39, including two big buckets in overtime to seal the win for the Utah Jazz. Lakina, I want to go back to a play that ended regulation. Uh, Larry Nance's Jr.'s block on former mm -hmm. bull Laurie Marketing, who I believe should be an all-star this year, by the way. Do, did you think that was the correct call by the referees after uh, the review from the folks in New Jersey, or was that a goal 10? I mean, they weren't going to call something like that, especially in this juncture. They weren't going to have it you know, come down to a goal 10. So I was okay with it, not the you know, goal 10 not being called. I mean, the Jazz ended up winning in overtime, so it really didn't matter. <coughs> yes, yeah, the New Orleans uh, Hornets have been struggling here lately, even though they still have one of the best records in the Western Conference. It was an exciting finish last night. So the Utah Jazz once again beat the New Orleans Pelicans by three points last night. Let's review some of the key games from Wednesday. We'll start with the Indiana Pacers beating the Golden State Warriors 125 to 119. But the major story here, Steph Curry injured his shoulder trying to go for a steal. He'll be reevaluated in two weeks, but it looks like he's going to be out up to a month. Lakina, uh, I'm not going to ask you all the Warriors are in trouble. Yes, they are in trouble, but if Steph Curry is out more than a month, I think you can kiss the season goodbye. I mean, if it's one of those things where they were already struggling, I mean, you know, with that loss mm -hmm. in the end, now they're back, you know, down to under 500, 14 and 15 as of this recording. If Steph is going to be out for a month, if not, if not more, you know, I think, you know, Kerr kind of put it out there that it might be more than a month. Yeah, they're in trouble. And they've already had some various issues and such. I know Draymond is still, you know, he's been up and down, you know, Clay's been up and down. So, you know, Clarkson has been, you know, pretty good, but they're not getting a lot of contributions from some of the other guys on there. So if, if it is true that this is going to be an issue for this, the shoulder is going to be an issue for him because this is a shooting shoulder. Yeah, you you've got yeah they've got problems and uh, yeah this could this could be big trouble for the Warriors. We'll have to wait and see and you know, what after he's reevaluating in two weeks. Yeah, a couple of the key games from Wednesday's uh, action. The Sacramento Kings continue to roll on their East Coast road trip. They get a big one point win over the Toronto Raptors, one twenty four to one twenty three. The San Antonio Spurs go down to the Portland Trail Blazers, one twenty eight to one twelve. Damian Lillard is back, folks. Uh, can we say that the Portland Trailblazers, can we take them seriously as being the playoff team if Dame Dallas stays healthy? They got a nice roster uh, behind them. Yeah, I mean, they got, they got a solid roster, of course. You have for me, Simon, that they, you know, he's been really solid. He's kind of, he kind of held down to four while uh, Lillard's been, you know, in and out the lineup. So, yeah, I, th I think they could be a legitimate shot. But like I said, if they want to go like long term, if you're talking about maybe perhaps maybe advancing in the East, in the Western Conference playoffs, but you know it's going to be very competitive, mm -hmm. I probably would say you're going to need Dame there, you know, in the long term. But, you know, him being in and out, but they still afloat. So, you know, we'll have to wait and see how they do. I know we made fun of the Sacramento Kings last year, Lakeena and rightfully so at the trade deadline with those acquisitions that included uh, Demontis Sabonis, a former all-star from the Pacers. Mike Brown, uh, I hate to say he's up there for coach of the year so far. He's got this uh, uh, Sacramento Kings team on the road. Will you take them seriously as a serious playoff contender? Let's say they get to the playoffs first. Like that, that's going to okay. be really maybe the key here, I, I think. Like, let's wait till they get to the – if they get to the playoffs or if, if they just get to the play and I think. Let, let's wait and see until they ask you there because, you know, it's going to get very competitive, especially now that – could be a little bit of open, a little bit of open air too, especially with Seth going to be out for a while. Uh, the Clippers, 
uh, you know, pulled away from Minnesota. So they had an up and down week. I'm talking about the Clippers, 99-88. Kawhi had 19 points leading the way there. Um, The Nuggets beat the Capitals 141-128 in a high-scoring affair. Of course, Nikola Jokic led the way with 41 for – 43, I should say, for the uh, for the Nuggets. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, 14 rebounds. So, yeah, another double-double there for Mr. Jokic. And, uh, yeah, so they're looking good so far. I'm talking about the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah, I mean, that's some really interesting games, you know, this week and such. I want to go back to – excuse me. I'm going to go back to Tuesday's games if I can. If we can. Uh, Monday's game, I should say, uh, the uh, Rockets defeated the uh, the Suns 111-97. You know, Jalen Green, who mm-hmm. uh, Sitch just talked about a, a couple of minutes ago, uh, led the way with 27. But it was an embrace between uh, Paul Silas Jr. and head coach, Suns head coach Monty Williams, of course. You know, um, Paul Silas Jr., of course, um, his dad, Paul Silas Sr., passed away last weekend you know they had a long embrace afterwards and just to just to you know, a really sweet moment so even though they got their butts kicked the fact that monty wheels actually went to uh, paul Silas jr and did that that was really sweet on his part that was an awesome moment of respect and uh, two gentlemen uh, that both went through uh, tragic events uh, throughout their lives of course monty williams lost his wife in a tragic car accident uh, several years ago of course you mentioned um paul silas jr losing uh, losing his dad over the weekend so uh it, it's a great embrace between two strong men, and it's a, something that no one signs up for, but there's something that we had to deal with uh, you know, getting through life. But it, it was a um, it was it was a very uh, very good moment by uh, two strong men, and it's okay to be human. We all go through it. Absolutely, and uh, another game that got a lot of attention there on the court. Uh, the Celtics beat the Lakers 122-118 in overtime, even though the Lakers had a chance to win it in reg- regulation. Um, <laughs> uh, well, before you continue, Lakina, you know, I just had to get this out. I thought about this this morning. Anthony Davis pulled to Nick Anderson. <laughs> Hi, I'm running. Both, both those guys are from right here in Chicago. Uh, Chicago. Uh, Anthony Davis did it last week at Philadelphia, which the Lakers could have stole that game from Philadelphia, but – Anthony Davis did it again the other night uh, with the Celtics coming back to win in overtime, 122-118. to Anthony Davis had a chance to win the game for the Lakers in regulation. The game was tied. He missed two free throws. Jason Tatum of the Celtics came back, crossed up LeBron on the, on the right baseline, uh, on the right baseline. Gave, actually, the Lakers were up two. Yep. Anthony Davis missed both free throws. Mm-hmm. Jason Tatum gets the ball against LeBron. Scores on him on the right baseline to tie the game and eventually force overtime and the Celtics took over from there. The The Lakers were up big late, but I'm not going to blame it all on Anthony Davis. Yes, his free throws, missed free throws were a part of it. But LeBron James, I don't know about you, Lakina, but he took a bunch of bad shots. He, uh, he threw a couple of bad passes away. And then in overtime, it was just ridiculous. Yeah. And you can say that the, the Lakers, the whole Lakers team didn't have it. Their legs gave out. Okay. But still it was inexcusable for LeBron James to take some bad 27 foot jump shots, especially late. Uh, he missed it in regulation. And uh, he, we all know he's not the world's greatest three point shooter. He took a couple bad ones in overtime. It was just bad. Yeah. Just, yeah. Not, not, a, not his best game. And he admitted mm-hmm. to after that, that wasn't his best. Uh, game so far this season they could have easily won that game another another game that the Lakers could have won but you know mm-hmm. it is it is what it is there uh last but not least of course this is before uh Steph's injury like I said the Warriors were already struggling they got 
Uh, they got hit by the Bucks, one twenty-eight to one eleven. Of course, Giannis mm-hmm. had thirty points there, and uh, yeah, some of the issues with the Warriors. You know, there was there were that was happening even before Steph got hurt. Mm-hmm. So, you know that 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 game itself, I think, you know, especially now that Steph is hurt, now you got some bigger problems too if you're the Warriors. So, just a, yeah, just, Steve, yeah, head coach Steve Kerr has got to figure out a, a new rotation, and some of those guys like John the Kaminga, Jordan Poole. They're going to have to step in and step on play some extra minutes that, that's left by Steph. Absolutely. So uh, something to look out for there as we get into the uh, this weekend's games. We got tonight's game, which is Friday. If you're going to be listening to mm-hmm. watch, listen to this. Um, Atlanta and Charlotte at 6 o'clock. You got Sacramento continue their East Coast road trip at Detroit, also at 6. Mm-hmm. Orlando and Boston at 6.30. Indiana and Cleveland, they had a, a nice week. I'm talking about the Cavs did. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll be at 6.30. Uh, oh, a Stephless Warriors you know, start their uh, East Coast road trip as they face Philly, that's the first uh, game of the ESPN doubleheader at 6.30. Yeah, wrapping up the Friday night schedule tonight. Brooklyn's at Toronto at 6.30. The New York Knicks and the Bulls, we mentioned that. Uh, they get it on again from the UC tonight at 7. Minnesota at OKC. The Thunder will host the Timberwolves at 7 o'clock. Portland will face the Dallas Mavericks at 7.30. They should be an interesting one. Dallas mm-hmm. is struggling so far this year. You mentioned the Cleveland Cavaliers. Lakina, Cleveland beat them on Wednesday mm-hmm. uh, in Dallas. Yep. And then wrapping up the ESPN doubleheader tonight, we'll have the different Nuggets at the Los Angeles Lakers at 9 o'clock. Despite that loss the other night by the Lakers, and Lakers are still 9-6 after starting the season 2-10. and 10. Yeah, so uh, they're kind of on their way up, as they say. So that should be a fun one tonight. Uh, AD versus Jokic. That should be a fun one uh, there. Uh, tomorrow, Saturday, you got the Wizards and the Clippers at three o'clock. You know, don't don't ask about the weird uh, start times, please. Uh, I think my, the LA Kings play at that same Kings arena. I think the Kings are playing a, a, a night game. I think tomorrow night. I believe that's probably why you saw uh, the three o'clock the three o'clock game. I think that's probably why. I'll I'll, I'll double check. But yeah, I think that's mm-hmm. why. Because you know the Lakers are on the road, so I don't. You know, I mean, the Lakers aren't playing tomorrow, so I'm, I'm wondering, like, maybe that's why. Yeah, we are correct, Lakina. The Sharks, the San Jose Sharks, will play the LA Kings tomorrow night. Yeah, that's at nine thirty Chicago time. So we are yeah. correct. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, well, I, we figured there was a reason why. I mean, mm-hmm. the Lakers aren't playing the, tomorrow, so you know that that's just weird how that works. But I guess it's what happens when you share the arenas. Even even mm-hmm. the Bulls of Blackhawks, they don't do that. They rarely. No, they never so. done that. Not on the same day. <laughs> Not on the same day at the very least. So uh, that's a little bit weird. We'll get to the Blackhawks as a part of the wrong side of history in a, in a little bit. But uh, <laughs> continue the schedule. The first game of the, uh, the NBA TV don't have a notice at four o'clock. Though you got Miami and San Antonio. That should be an interesting one. That's in Mexico uh, City, by the way. Yep, yep. That's why you know, of course, a four thirty start. You know, start the international. Uh, games here for the NBA. The Bulls gonna be the Bulls gonna be involved in one in a couple of weeks. Uh yep, we'll next month. About, yeah, next month against Detroit. Oh, an injured Detroit team. In Ooh. in London too. Of course, your know, mm-hmm. Kate Gunham is out. So yeah, well we'll get we'll get to that as it closer and closer. But uh Miami and Cleveland at seven o'clock. That should be a fun one. Portland and Houston at seven. You got the Jazz and the Bucks at seven. You got Memphis and OKC at seven and you got uh, the, the wrap up that uh, tomorrow night schedule, and also to uh, not not necessarily a doubleheader, but this is going to be the, the nightcap of that uh, doubleheader for the, for NBA TV. You got uh, the New Orleans, the Pelicans, and the Sun. That should be a fun one. Zion versus uh, Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. That should be a, a fun one between that that good young squad with the Pelicans. Of course, the Suns. We know what they do, so that should mm-hmm. be a fun matchup. 
this would be the third. Yeah, this would be the third time these two teams have played within the last two weeks. We saw what happened last <laughs> yeah. weekend in New Orleans. So mm-hmm. let's see if Zion Williams is going to do a, a, get a little get back. I think it's yeah. like this time he'll probably do it in between the legs, dunk on the free throw line. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think the Suns fans will be will like that too much, but, <laughs> but go on. Uh, wrapping up the weekend schedule for the NBA, let's go to Sunday at 2 o'clock local time. We'll have Orlando at Boston. At 4 o'clock, the New York Knicks will travel to Indiana to take on the Pacers. All these are 5 o'clock starts on Sunday. Brooklyn at Detroit. Golden State will continue the East Coast trip at Toronto. At 6 o'clock, we'll have the Bulls taking on the Minnesota Timberwolves. I guarantee you this, Pat Williams won't score 35 again against these mm. guys. <laughs> well, look, they're still having a lot of injury issues, too, with the T-Wolves. So, no mm-hmm. no cat. And I know they got a couple other guys that are out, too. So, this might be a chance for Bulls to sort of steal one here. Yeah, you would think. <laughs> Wrapping up the Sunday night schedule at 7 o'clock, we'll have Charlotte at Denver. And at 8.30, the Washington Wizards will travel, will stay in L.A. This time, they'll take on the Los Angeles Lakers. And that is your schedule for the NBA. This is Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago. Lakeena McGee, Sydney Brown with you. We're going to switch gears here, go to the Diamond, and talk some M- MLB free agency. Uh, okay, well, we'll start. Well, what do you want to start? You want to start with our girl, uh, Layla Rahimi's, uh, not rant necessarily, but uh, kind of giving uh, both baseball teams a little bit of the business? Or do you want to. Yeah, let's start with this since you brought it up. Yeah. Okay. Let's start there. Okay. Okay, uh, a viral. Uh, I don't want to say rant because you know she's a very she's like far from like a rant uh, ranting person. But our girl Layla Rahim, of course, NBC uh, Chicago, of course, you know their main sports anchor. They're one of their main sports anchors. They're also too, mm-hmm. of course, she occasionally uh, co-hosts Bernstein Holmes on the Six Seventy The Score. Of course, she's you know filling in for Lawrence Holmes. So of course, you know she usually takes this uh, this time off this time of year. Now you saw uh, you know on on Wednesday, you know, she was sitting in with Bernstein and. Of course, you saw all the monster contracts. Cars Correa got a 13-year, 300, what was it, 350 Sid uh, deal yeah. with the Giants. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let me pull it up. Yep. Let me pull it up real quick. Uh, I know there were some other uh, big signings uh, here. Of, of course, you know, Jose Abreu got the three-year deal with Houston. Uh, let's see. There was another one here. I got the, the wrong. Yeah, one. Carlos Rodon signed for six years, so one hundred sixty-two million. So yeah, one hundred sixty-two million with the Yankees. There was something back. You know, look at the other from the Yankees. Yeah, you know, he and of course Rodon is going to the Yankees. That happened uh, yesterday. So, mm-hmm. but she said that I think, I think she's right. I mean, you got the, neither the the Cubs or the uh, the Sox are doing like are controlling the market. The market's being in control. You saw the Giants, you know, get that big, you know, money to Korea. You saw, you saw, you're seeing a taste of what they're doing, you know, these big contracts. Noah Syndergaard, you know, ended up going to the the Dodgers for a nice little, nice little moolah there. So, you know, you, you wonder like, why is it? I, I know that um, that the that the Cubs. I know that uh, Tom Rick said that he told Jed to uh, Jed Hoyer to open up the playbook. I mean, the the the, the paycheck, if you will. Mm-hmm. Apparently they were, he, they were, uh, the Cubs weren't even in, in consideration with with Correa, so I don't know what happened there. Now they could they could get Dancy Swanson. I know that if you're Dancy Swanson, you're probably like you know look at the market and say you know Minnesota could give you that, you know the Cubs could give you that. But you know the, the whole the market thing, I would say, and I, I wonder how you feel about this, Sid. But you know to Leo's points, you, know, you guys go back and listen to the rant on uh, six hundred score, and I'm sure it's on YouTube as well. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. But they're not controlling. I mean, no, no, no. Let me just finish this by saying it. They're not, you know, you're, if you're, okay, if, if the year thing is an issue, then okay, fine. I get it. You don't want to give nobody a 13 year deal. 
But the fact that the money there, I mean, you're 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 you know, you're 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 the number three market in the country after a lot after New York and Los Angeles. He needs to start acting like it. We know how Jerry Ryan sort of feels about spending money, you know, blah, blah, blah. But you're getting the coast, you can you're going you're gonna this revenue from the TV network, you're getting it from some of the other other uh, avenues and such. But yet you're you're still like okay if the years thing was an issue before Jed I think okay yeah fine, okay I'll give you that but you're gonna like like she said you're supposed to set the market and neither neither baseball team is setting the market right now and I think that's probably where I think a lot of disdain is coming in for uh, Cubs and White Sox fans. Uh, to the Cubs first now if you didn't want to spend that kind of money on Carlos Correa who's I believe is in his early thirties uh, at 30, least late I think he just let me look at that. I think he just turned thirty. Three. Wait, wait. I just just he just turned thirty, but I'll look it up real quick. But go on. Okay. Yeah, he's in his he's early thirties. Well, he's only twenty-eight, so he's only twenty-eight. 28. Okay. Okay. If you don't want to spend the twelve, thirteen-year uh, contract for that for that kind of player, I understand that. But with that being said, yeah, you should. Uh, they have the checkbook open, Lakina. You, you you are in the number three market, and you should, like you said, set the market for your for your top guys. To, to come in. Yes, I like the James Talion move so far, and I know they picked up Cody Bellinger. That's good, but those are filling moves. Uh, where's the big splash at? They can still save face if they sign Dansby Swanson. Uh, as we talked about Nico Horner uh, this past season, like he, mm-hmm. he, he, said he, was, he took a couple of steps forward, but uh, you need a veteran guy to shore up your infield because yep. uh, you don't have it after Nico Horner. Yes, Cody Bellinger, can, uh, he'll probably split the time between first base in the outfield, we don't know where his main position is going to be just yet, but uh, that that infield still needs work to do. And signing Desmond Swanson will sure up that it, you'll be a hell of a lot better than uh, you were this past season. Now on the south side, we said this during the rebuild, Lakina. We say it, we've been saying it for the last couple of years. Uh, the the Ryan Story Group has money. I know season uh, season ticket numbers are down because of the way the team performed this past season, but I know some Sox fans want Ryan Storch to sell the team right now. That's not going to happen. Just like the McCaskies and the Bears, uh, they're not going to sell the team. So I hate to say this, but get over it. But the White Sox should be more aggressive. But uh, Ryan Storch is very conservative over there. I'm sure that Rick Hahn wants to do more, but he has to follow the orders of his of, of ownership. And his hand is, is tied to an extent. Now, I'm not excusing Rick Hahn for everything because you still have to make trades and, and, and things along that line. But the White Sox still should be better than what they are right now. You still need a second baseman. I know Oscar Colos, the rookie right fielder, should be up sometime next year, but you still need a veteran outfielder, a defensive outfielder, to go along with Luis Robert. Right now, uh, this team is not complete in terms of the White Sox, and so they still have some work to do. Now, whatever trade or trades are out there, maybe they'll still be able to make one. But right now, uh, they're not. It uh, looks like they're just being passive now. As far as going back to the Cubs, uh, I don't know what they're doing because, like you said, Lakin, they have the Marquee Sports Network. Uh, they have great talent over there. But you know as well as I do, when your team's not winning, no one's watching, and no one watched last year. Okay, and so they they need to make a uh, big splash of free agency, and they just need to put more of a competitive team out there. Lakina, uh, uh, as we said this a couple of weeks ago, I'll say it again. Mm-hmm. St. Louis is the class of that division, but they don't blow me away. Look what happened to them in the playoffs last year. They lost to a team that went to the World Series in Philadelphia. Milwaukee, I don't know what the hell they're doing. Rebuilding, retooling, I don't know what the hell they're doing. I know they missed the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, they still rebuilding. So this is a chance for you. I'm not saying they're going to win the division, 
But if you uh, sign Desiree Swanson, your your chances of making the playoffs at the least uh, will increase. I'm not saying they're going to win the division. If you pick up Swanson, but making it as a wild card will increase than what you uh, what, what the current position you sit right now. You have a chance to grab the you know what <laughs> the grab uh, one of those wild card spots by the stones, and right now you just send past. Them. It's sort of one of those things where, yes, I know that uh, they got Contreras talking about the Cardinals, but mm-hmm. no one's really doing anything. I think I don't know what I don't think Milwaukee knows what they're doing right now. I mean, are they going to rebuild? Are they going to, you know, are, are they rebuilding? Are they trying to win? I mean, we saw what happened with them last year. The Reds and the, <clears throat> excuse me, the Reds and the Pirates are still rebuilding. So this is this is a, a chance for the Cubs to. You know, get you know, get going here. I know they got Boxberger. I'm talking about the Cubs. You know, which look, you can never have too many. You can never have too many uh, relievers. You know, I always say the more relievers, the better. So, you know, I know they got him with a, a nice uh, one year deal, a nice sort of you know, prove a deal with him, a veteran, uh, 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 you know, bullpen arm, which is something that that you know, that's been lacking for the Cubs. Probably one of the Cubs, you know, few weaknesses uh, last year. But you know, we see Syndergaard going to the Dodgers. You see. You know, these other, you know, big contracts, you saw that, you know, that these teams, even these Midland, you know, I don't want to say San Francisco is a middle city, but, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, they opened a playbook and uh, they paid three fifty for Korea. Mm-hmm. You, you, okay. They went up the judge, too. I know. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, they went up the judge, too. You know, of course, there were there were some uh, uh, John Heyman. Uh, sorry, John. Uh, you know, he kind of <laughs> mistake. And there were, there were a couple other uh, uh, Giants, uh, you know, reporters, too, that kind of put out there that, okay, he was going to the judge. I was talking about uh, judge, but he ended mm-hmm. up going back to the Yankees. You'll know, see in all this, you know, if you're if you're you're Chicago, you're supposed to act like it. You set the market, as our girl Layla said. And it's sort of one of those things where you're you're not you're not helping yourself. The window still if you're a Sox fan, the window is still open for you guys. But the problem mm-hmm. is that you need to start acting like it. You got a new manager manager now. You got a whole you know, for the most part managerial squad. The problem is is that it, it's not you're not doing anything. You got Mike Clevenger, okay, that's great, but you need mm-hmm. to do more. A lot of the guys that you thought you were going to try to get, you know, they, they've signed. I know Brandon, Brandon Nemo is something somebody that you know, Sox fans wanted. He ended up going to the Mets. Mm-hmm. I know there were a couple other guys that ended up signing with other teams. I know uh, Bogars. I know some Sox fans had this dream about him being there. He ended up going to the Padres. I yeah, mean, San Diego picked him up. Yep, so it's one of those things where you just – you know, like if you're the Cubs, I think you need something to kind of get you know the fans going, you know, get the buzz going and such. So I think that's the problem for them. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, you finished strong last year, but you still were like way below 500, and you know, you still you weren't a factor in the wild card spot. So mm-hmm. and the Rays, from what I read, weren't very good on on marquee, so that didn't help. I know the the viewership in uh, six seventy the score wasn't very good either, and. You know, the Sox, I mean, I know that they, you know, unfortunately, it wasn't a good showing there for them either on uh, 1,000. So you got to mm-hmm. put a good market out there. And I think, you know, people are not going to, people, are, especially here in Chicago, people are not going to, they're not going to come in for crap. Give us, give us a buzz. I think, look, Dancy Swanson, he's got a World Series ring. So, you know, he was definitely you know, instrumental in helping them win that World Series. Also, they were, look, they were, he was instrumental, you know, one of the main guys to help uh, win a division again for the Braves in the NL East. So, you just you gotta you gotta play like that that number three market team and you're not, and they're not and being and paying folks like you're a number three market team and they're not doing that so you got that big you know TV contract now you you got the big uh, salary cap so I I don't get it yeah a couple of things to put a capper on this to close mm-hmm. up our number one of uh, for the Cubs 
it is imperative for them to sign Dansby Swanson or mm-hmm. um, make a big trade that I'm sure no one's talking about right now. You need to get your fan base interested because mm-hmm. Cub fans, uh, like the, the tone was set almost 20, I think now to, to, to the day starting next season, uh, 20 years ago when they lost to the Marlins in game three, yep. sorry, game seven of that all three championship series. Cub mm-hmm. fans, I know that you guys have been taking the hits over the years and rightfully so at times, but Cub fans are smart fans and you shouldn't uh, sit this one out. Be vocal, be uh, hold your front office accountable for, for the lack of activity. Now on the South side, what, what the white Sox canceled, the Sox that was, that was BS. I won't get into it here, but they know why they canceled Sox fans because Sox fans mm-hmm. like yours truly and others that that, yeah. that I talked to via Twitter and Instagram, that we, we we talked about it last year. Like the Sox fans weren't happy the way the team was playing, and they were nope. still in it until the Cleveland yep. series in late September. Yep, you cannot. It's, it's so much that you can take at, as a Sox fan. Trust me, it's imperative for them. However, the team looks come March thirty first against Houston when you start the twenty twenty three season. It's imperative to at least get out to. Uh, 500 or a little bit better than a 500 start because if you don't play that brand uh, that uh, that brand winning baseball and you're winning, Sox fans will show up. I guarantee you that. There's so much the, uh, abuse, excuse the expression, there's so much abuse and insults that Sox fans can take, and and Sox fans have had it, and rightly so. It, it, the White Sox organization thought that just getting rid of Tony Russo was going to solve the problem. You're sadly mistaken. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the Russo was just a part of the problem. He wasn't the exactly, problem for, exactly. uh, for the White Sox. So I think you know, people need to, you know, I, I think uh, the, the brass is starting to realize that. So, <clears throat> excuse me, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll keep you guys updated you know, and such. So, but yeah, it's been very interesting and a little bit dicey uh, there for a uh, free agency. So if you're the Cubs, you better try and get Dansby Swanson. You know, if you guys spend like 280 or 90 for him, you're going to have to do it because you got to get the buzz going. So same thing with the White Sox. You got to make a big mm-hmm. move if you want to get the buzz going there. For Sox fans and Sox fans being canceled, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, we know why. <laughs> yeah, they didn't but want none of that smoke. <laughs> exactly. Our number one in the in the books. Our number two straight ahead. Of course, we'll preview Eagles and Bears because we have to. But we will recap. <laughs> <laughs> we will <clears throat> we'll recap. Uh, Forty Nine ers Seahawks. You know, Forty Nine ers clinch uh, a playoff spot and become the first to clinch their division. And of course, our girl Christine Manica will be um, with us for our week fifteen picks. You got a little, you gained a little bit. Of, you gained a little bit, Sid. You gained a little bit, Sid, uh, from yesterday for our picks. So you know, <laughs> you know, right now, you know, yeah, a little bit of uh, breathing room for Sid. But uh, yeah, we'll talk about all that and more coming up next. McKenna McGee, Sydney Brown, Second City Sports on Sports of Chicago NFL Talk coming up right after this. Here, my mom got me the perfect.
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. if that makes sense. All right, hour number two of Second City Sports. We're live in living color right here on Sports Zone <laughs> Chicago. Excuse me for my tardiness, folks. <laughs> That's Lakina. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80. That's SIDKID80. That's SIDKID80. You can follow me at Kenan again on the Twitter and at Kenan again on the IG. We have less than an hour left of this extravaganza. We call it Sports Talk Radio Show. If you have any questions or comments for us, you can always hit us up in the comments section at Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Lakina, I'm not going to say let's do this as fast as we can, but we'll do our best diligence to give you a quick preview of this Sunday's Philadelphia Eagles Chicago Bears contest that will take place on the lakefront. Uh, at high noon on Fox TV, the Philadelphia Eagles coming in uh, with an 11-2 record, they'll, 12 and one record, I should say. They'll, t- they'll take on the 3-10 Chicago Bears. Lakina, Jalen Hurts, in my opinion, is your front runner for MVP right now. Uh, I think line, the storyline will be Justin Fields versus Jalen Hurts, but I want to focus in on the Bears' defense first. I know they're coming off a bye week. I think they'll play uh, play better. But how much better, we don't know. We'll find out on Sunday. But one of my main questions for this Sunday's game is, how will the Bears defend Jalen Hurts? Uh, will you play some type of zone coverage against him? Can you keep him in the pocket? The Greg Sanborn and Lakina is trying to break up that fan club there for Bears fans. Uh, how will he, will he do against uh, Jalen Hurts? Will he be a spy against Mr. Hurts? And how will you defend Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown? We know the Bears' secondary is depleted with injuries right now, so uh, it, it's going to be tough. I think the, the Bears are up to the challenge, but uh, it, it's going to be tough. And will Philadelphia take the Bears lightly? I, I don't <coughs> see that happening, but I don't know. Maybe I mean, you'll give a better I mean, forecast than I, I can. I, 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 mean, the, I mean, the whole thing, I know that, look, I think they'll play a little bit better because they'll be fresher. You know, they're coming off a bye, and usually that's what happens when teams come off buys. You'll get a little bit fresher. And, and such, but uh, I mean, look, you know, you got Hurts, you got you know Miles Sanders, AJ Brown, you know, in addition to Devontae Smith, people forget about that. They got a really solid old line. I know that they've got the you old know, guys are a little bit banged up, but it looks like they are going to play. Their defense is really good, of course. You got Fletcher Cox, 
you've got, you know, James Bradbury, among others, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Darius Slade, probably, of course, you know, we know, remember Bears fans remember Slade from his uh, years with Detroit. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be, look, it's going to be tough. Now, look, do I think they can keep it close because of the fact that they're going to be fresher and such to coming off a bye? Yeah, I think they can. Look, you're going to have the number two team, you know, from Fox to, of course, and uh, Joe Davis and uh, Moose Johnson, of course. So it's pretty slim pickings uh, on Sunday with some of these games. But, uh, yeah, I mean, look, you know, could they keep it close? I mean, sure, but will they actually, you know, win it? I know our buddy uh, Marshall uh, Harris from CBS2 Chicago, I know he kind of put it out there that he thinks that, you know, the Bears could upset the Eagles. Don't think that's going to happen. Of course, you got, you know, one team that's, you know, breathing down uh, the Eagles next. Uh yeah, you know, that's gonna be right there. We'll talk about them in a second. But yeah, mm-hmm. I think for me, I, I for me, I think look, it's gonna be all about slowing that them them down. And I think look, the Eagles know that they have to, you know, keep winning. I know that some people are saying that oh, excuse me, they're 12 and 1 because of their scheduling. Look, they don't have no control over over their schedule. They can't control like who which teams are gonna be bad or good. So, you know, yeah, they can't help with their 12 and 1. I mean, people need to kind of just chill on that. Take a look do at I- the rank. Go do ahead. I think no, no, just real quick. Do I think that they could? Do I think they'll play down their competition? I don't see that happening. That just is, that doesn't seem like something that Philly would do. You probably say they did against the Colts a couple of weeks back. You know they were able to come back and win that game, maybe. Mm-hmm. But but I, but I don't see it happening. I don't. I don't. Take a look at the uh, rankings for both teams coming in on offense. The Bears are ranked twenty second, while the Eagles are ranked third. On defense, as you mentioned, Keen, some of the key guys from the Eagles, the Eagles are ranked number one in total defense overall in the National Football League. The the Bears check in at number 19. In passing, the Bears are ranked dead last. No, not a shock there. While the Eagles rank uh, coming in at number 14. In, in the rushing department, the Bears are number one. The Eagles are number two. We both know why, because of their quarter, quarterbacks take out the majority of those rushing yards. Uh, on the flip side, Lakina for Chicago. What's the game plan going to be for Justin Fields? Hopefully he doesn't run as much. He's still dealing with that bad shoulder, folks. And will we see Cole commit uh, his role get expanded in this offense? And number three, I want to see Chase Play- Claypool get worded to the game plan. Now, now since the Darnell Mooney with his injury, he's out for the rest of the year. Yeah, and I think that's going to be a big problem, too. So, you know, look, I, I, I think about, you know, fields and running, you know, and that, that, that O-line, we'll see. I don't think that O-line is going to be improved upon after a bye week. I don't see it happening. I think about what happened to Kyler Murray on Monday night against the Patriots where he just stepped on something, you know, in a weird way, and now he's going to be, you know, uh, non-contact for, play, yeah. Yeah, and he's, he's going to be gone for, like, at least at least the first part of next season. That's what they're saying, and we'll see what happens after he has his surgery. But I don't want that to happen to fields. Mm-hmm. I don't. And that's why and the, the, our girl Christine, you know, and I have been, we've been saying this, you know, for weeks, you know, we don't want him doing that. So I know, look, I know some folks are, you know, are up in ours because some people are calling for fields to get to sit. Maybe that's probably the best for him. I mean, look, if, if he, God forbid, gets hurt, especially in a non-contact way, he, those folks are going to be looking pretty silly. So I would mm-hmm. say, you know, try to, you know, be careful as such, but I don't trust this O-line. I don't. Uh, the Phillies have one of the best defenses in the league. So, like, I, I, I don't. I, I, I mean, well, well, yeah, the Eagles have the best one, of the best, better defense in the league. So, especially that uh, their secondary. Like I said, you got Slay out there, who I'm sure he would love to kind of, you know, he loves playing the Bears. So I'm, I'm sure he's going to you know, be going out for, it, especially since they don't have the best uh, wide receivers. You know, I know though Cox going to go. You know, Cox with a couple of All Pros. So I'm sure he's going to go mm-hmm. right at Fields especially with that bad old line. So we'll have to see. I mean. Yeah. Here's the thing uh, uh, before we move on. How many times that this Philadelphia Eagles defense is going to blitz 
especially they know like everybody else that this Bears offensive line in terms of pass blocking has been terrible. How many times are they going to blitz fields and force him to run more than he wants to? Yeah. Man, I think that's going to be really the thing here. I feel like, you know, the blitz, like you got to think, look, that's a defensive-minded coach that they got with the Eagles. So I'm sure he's going to be, you know, dialing up the blitzes and such. So I'm wondering, like, you know, are they going to go? And they, they look, Nick Sirianni, you know, like I say, is a defensive-minded head mm-hmm. coach. So you got to think that he's going to, you know, be dialing up the blitzes and such. You could try to blitz fields and try to force fields to run. And hopefully he doesn't step on anything weird, especially with that, 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 you know, soldier field turf. So mm-hmm. again, I, I, you know, like, like I said, I don't do I think it's going to be an all out blowout. No, but I do think that it's going to be, it, it'll be interesting though. But I, I feel like, like, I think the Eagles know that they still got a lot to play for. They can still, mm-hmm. you know, they've clinched the division already. I believe, you know, they can clinch the, uh, they can still clinch. Or get close to the number one seed, so they got they got to keep winning. So we'll see. I mean, like I said, can we get, let's just move on because let's talk about yeah. uh, uh, I just say sports on sports show Chicago, like Keenan McGee, Sydney Brown. What are your synopsis for the uh, Eagles Bears game? Do you even care at this point about the <laughs> at this point? Yeah, you know, just uh, you know, just uh, comment on our Facebook and uh, you know, the Facebook and YouTube, you know, on sports on Chicago through the various avenues and such. So we want you to tell you guys, uh, give you guys uh, opinions. On that, now going into uh, yesterday's game, Thursday night game, I didn't watch a single minute of this game because I, I figured I didn't think it was going to be a blow, but I knew it wasn't going to be, you know, really you know, good. Yeah, the 49ers beat the Seahawks 21 13. And of course, the the, you know, the 49ers win the division again. The NFC West is their first division title since 2019. And the first time they've clinched the division in, in week 15 or later since 2011. Brock Purdy, of course, you know, two, you know, 217 yards and two TDs. He was actually nine for nine in the first series, which left to that touchdown. Could have been more because of some other some calls and such. I think, you know, there were other things going on there, but we won't go there. Um, <laughs> you don't uh, say. <laughs> yeah, Gino, yeah, Gino Smith uh, you know, had a touchdown uh, pass and, you know, threw for 238 yards. Their running game, I mean, they only, you know, ran for 70 yards, so that's not going to help do it for you. I know uh, Walker, Kenneth Walker the third has was – you know, in and out of the lineup because of injuries and such. But Christian McCaffrey proves to again proven to be a big pickup for the for the 49ers, 108 rushing yards and a touchdown. George Kittle had two TDs. So if you got him in your fantasy team, you had a nice uh show, a nice start to your fantasy playoffs. I know some of you guys are probably in the playoffs right now. Yesterday it was really their defenses. Uh the San Francisco defense mm-hmm. sacked Geno Smith three times. You know, they're 10 and 4 talking about the 49ers. Well, we won't get into the whole thing. Oh, you know, is Brock Purdy on you know, the next QB, big QB? We're not gonna do that because we're gonna it, it's silly that their folks are already like already like anointing him as as uh the next QB, but you know, we won't you know get into all that. But yeah, what do you think about the 49ers and uh, this game uh last night, Sid? Well, they're doing it without Debo Samuel, and he should take the rest of the regular season off because especially like you said, the other teams in front of them will, will stump stumble in the 49ers keep winning they can perhaps end up with the number one seed, but I think me personally, I think it can, uh, they have a better chance obviously at a number two seed. But with that being said, the 49ers defense showed up last night. We talked about Seattle's injuries over the last couple of weeks. Lakina, I know Ken Walker III made his return last night. Uh, he had 47 yards on 12 carries, but it just wasn't enough. That 49ers defense, uh, as we said for the last few weeks, well, watch them get healthy. When they get healthy, they will be dangerous. And they were dangerous last time you mentioned. They said Mr. Geno Smith three times. Fred Warner, one of the best young linebackers in the game. Mm-hmm. He did his thing last night. Uh, 
the the secondary is on point right now. So it, it was basically led by their defense. Now with Brock Purdy, no, we're not. I'm not going to jump in on the bandwagon and say he's the next this and the next that. I'm gonna leave that alone. But I will ask you this, Lakina. Assuming that the news is true that Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo, can return for the playoffs, the the uh, Kyle Shanahan is not asking Brock to do too much right now. And uh, so far, he's been doing the job. If Jimmy G is healthy enough to come back to to, uh, to participate in the playoffs, do you start him or do you stick with with Brock, assuming that he doesn't go for a downturn in these in these next three games to close out the regular season? Yeah, they got the Commanders, the Raiders, and the Cardinals to finish up the uh, all the winnable season. games. And I think, look, as long as Perry doesn't make any big mistakes, as long, look, his job is to make sure that everything stays on course until mm-hmm. Jimmy G comes back. That's all, that's his only job. Don't make it easy. If he does mistakes. that, I'll stick him as a starter. I mean, you know, you could, but you want that experience, and Jimmy G has that playoff experience. Purdy doesn't. So that would be the only reason why I would say, you know, look, you'll bring Jimmy G back out if he's healthy. That's the only reason. I want someone that I know, look, the old Jimmy G took him to the Super Bowl a few years ago, a couple of years ago. So that's going to be the thing where I think that's going to really going to help Jimmy G you know, get the edge over Purdy because Purdy, you just came in, you know, the, the playoffs are a whole different Avenue. So if I were Kyle Shannon, look, you know, he's been in this, you know, this situation, you know, for years, I'm sure he's mm-hmm. seen his dad doing his dad. Mike did it for years. So I would say, look, if Jimmy G is healthy, you, you put in Jimmy G, you, you bring in the experience. So that's for me, that's just how I look at it. Okay. And I would stick with Brock Purdy, assuming that the 49ers uh, will win these next three games and, and Purdy plays well. That's just me. You have any uh, who should be your starting quarterback for the 49ers uh, come playoff time? Will it be Purdy or will it be Jimmy G? Just hit us up in the comments section uh, on Sports on Chicago's Facebook and YouTube pages. You're listening to Sega City Sports on the hashtag Football Friday edition right here on Sports on Chicago. I'm Sid Deslakina. Lakina, let's continue the NFL talk. I saw this on the social media uh, pages via the Twitter and the Instagram from the NFL the other day. I want to ask you this question and to our listeners and viewers out there. Who should be the Office of Player of the Year? And we have five candidates. Uh, and I'll give you each candidate's uh, breakdown in terms of their numbers so far uh, this season. Number one, Justin Jefferson for the Minnesota Vikings. 99 catches for 1,500 yards and six touchdowns. Number okay. two, number two, Tyreek Hill for the Miami Dolphins. 100 um, receptions, over 1,400 yards and six touchdowns. Josh mm-hmm. Jacobs, 313 touches, which is ranked first in the National Football League. He has over 1,400 rushing yards, and I believe he leads the league with 11 rushing touchdowns. Number four, Travis Kelsey, 81 catches, over 1,000 yards. Once again, he has 12 touchdowns. And number five, Stefan Diggs, 94 catches from the Buffalo Bills, 94 catches, over 1,200 yards receiving, and 10 touchdowns. See, for me, I would say look, it's going to be really how they finish because, like I said, I don't think I can make a decision right now since we only got three weeks left in the regular season still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, or four weeks. You know, I know some you know teams got four games left, but yeah, I mm-hmm. I, I can't really answer that right now. I I can't because a lot can happen. You know, yeah, injury is lack of production. So I think for me, I think I ask me the question again in two weeks. Right, right now, I I really can't. You know, all five of them, you, know, you can make a, a case for. I would say maybe Justin Jefferson is a front runner right now. Mm-hmm. I would say maybe it hurts right behind them. You know, we could probably reverse that order. You'd be okay with that as well. Like I said, I mean, I would say let, let's wait till it works out for the, these these next three three or four weeks because I think for me that's really going to be the, the the tell. I think right now I don't think you can really make a big decision. 
you know, you know, I mean, Jacobs has kind of emerged late. Mm-hmm. I know, he, I know, he didn't have, a, he didn't really have a good showing last week, but you know, at this point, I think he really can't. I don't think he can really pick anybody right now. If I had to pick someone right now, it would be Justin Jefferson because Kirk Cousins. I know Christine, the Queen Manico, you'll she'll be coming up in, during our next break. She hates Kirk Cousins, but let's be honest, Kirk Cousins has played well this year. He's he's, he's having a Pro Bowl season. He hasn't turned the ball over as much. So Justin Jefferson's numbers have have been better, and thanks to new head coach Kevin O'Connell uh, in that system. Justin Jefferson has taken another step. So if I had to pick out of this group right now, who's your offensive player of the year, it would be Justin Jefferson. He's one of the best young wide receivers in the game, not the best young wide receiver in the game right now, and he's displaying it right now. Stephon Diggs, we know what he can do. And, yes, he's the uh, he's the second MVP on that Buffalo Bills team besides their quarterback, Josh Allen. So we know that he can bring. Like I said, Travis Kelsey's been there for years. But Kansas City, they still could be beat even with Travis Kelsey doing what he does. And like I said, Josh Jacobs, he's having a phenomenal year. But I think he's going to get um, uh, pushed out because of uh, what that bad loss last Thursday night to the Rams. Uh, uh, that, I think that's going to cancel him out. It's not all Josh Jacobs as far as the, the way the team has started. But in yep. Tyreek Hill, uh, he can still be out there as well. But we'll see what they do against a, a, a good both of those Bills, Bills team on the road this Sunday. And it's supposed to snow, too. We'll get to that in a second. We're going to have a big snowstorm in Buffalo again. Not as monster as it was a few weeks back. You're going to get like five feet. But they're only going to get about like eight or nine inches. But, you know, it could be it's going to be cold. It's going to be blustery there. So we'll we'll get to that. In a second, but yeah, so yeah, so tell us what you guys think. Like I said, like I said, if you're, if you're, like, if you're like me, you think, look, we can't really make any assumptions you know, right now. So for me, I think that's just you know, for me, I think at this point, you know, like you, you can have your favorites, but I think it'll probably change at the drop of a hat. Now, going to some of these games, of course, we got some games tomorrow, we'll get to our, our picks you know, after the break, but mm-hmm. you know, uh, Ravens and Browns, I mean, look, it looks like you know, Lamar Jackson will miss again, it looks like Tyler Honey will be back, you know, he's been clear concussion protocols. Excuse me. I think I know the Browns. You know they think they had some of an outside shot. They went out. A lot of stuff had to happen uh, uh, behind them. Mm-hmm. Have them, I should say. But you know, I, I look. This could be one of those ugly games. I, I feel like you know, if you're Hundley, you just want to like keep doing what you're doing. Just keep, like I said, keep the keep the train on the tracks, and you'll be able to should be able to win this game. And look, the good news is for the uh, for the Ravens that you know guys are getting healthy again, which is good. Mm-hmm. So this might be the last game of the Mar and Miss. You know, going to next week. But yeah, I think for me, I think you know this Ravens Browns uh, game might be interesting. Now, as far as the the late game, that's you know the Dolphins uh, Bills they play tomorrow night. You know, not Sunday, tomorrow night. Uh, <laughs> you know, eight nine feet is not nine inches, so I should say as is expected. Of course, it's gonna be very cold there as well. So weather could be a factor there if you're the Dolphins. I know that the the Bills are gonna be wanting the gun for uh, getting revenge from that uh that uh, that matchup from earlier in the season. I think if, for me, I think you're, you're trying to keep pace. You're, you're trying to keep the cheese at bay. So you got your own issues there. But yeah, I think for me, this could be like another one of those like crazy, especially if the weather's going to be as bad as everybody predicts it's going to be. Uh, going to that Buffalo Miami game first, it's going to come down to the running games for both teams. And Lakina, I've been saying this last since last year. I'll say it again. If Josh Allen is your team leading uh, rusher uh, by season's end, that's going to be a problem. Where's Nate Singletary? Where's some of the other running backs they have on their roster? Let them run the rock. And don't forget, Josh Allen still has that bad 
right elbow injury. So I hope Sean McDermott, the head coach, knows that and uh, keeps Josh Allen from running the ball as, as many times as he normally does. So it's going to come down to the running game for both teams. And who's going to create those turnovers on defense? This is where Buffalo's defense needs to stand up. Uh, despite the weather, potential uh, bad weather, we're going to see what this Buffalo's Bills defense looks now without Von Miller, who's out with an ACL injury for the rest of the year. Who's going to well, step yeah. up? Yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll probably see more of Devin Singletary. So, you know, we'll we'll, we'll see, you know, especially with with them. But, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting, though. Like I said, I mean, if the weather's going to be as bad, if, if you're on Buffalo, I would say take, try to take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. So we know that a lot of those guys in Miami aren't used to the uh, the cold weather. So we'll see uh, what happens uh, there. Uh, let me see. I want to go to that Cleveland-Baltimore uh, game real quick, and that'll be the second game tomorrow. And all three games Saturday tomorrow will be seen on NFL Network. That Cleveland-Baltimore game is going to be very physical. And you know, Miles Garrett can bring it for the for the Cleveland Browns. Will, will the Baltimore Ravens double-team him, or will they play some, some special blocking scheme on him? I want to see how that how that uh, matchup uh, – I'm, I'm anticipating that matchup right there. Can Baltimore did this last week at Pittsburgh. Can they do this again tomorrow? Can they run the ball down Cleveland's throw? If they can, it's gonna lim- uh, it's gonna uh, limit uh, the effectiveness of Mr. Miles Gary. Like you said, with with Mr. Huntley, just keep the train on the tracks. Don't do too much. Don't try to be the hero. Just stick to the game plan, and you'll be fine. On the flip side, uh, for Baltimore's defense, how can they contain Mr. Deshaun Watson in the pocket? I know Watson had had some decent numbers last week against Cincinnati, even though the game was was over by the time he heated up in that fourth quarter. But can you keep Mr. Uh, Deshaun Watson in the pocket and, uh, and limit his running lanes? Yeah, that's going to be the key there as well. If you're trying, you know, trying to maybe close it up and maybe perhaps maybe force uh, Watson to use his leg. So, you know, we'll see what happens. And well, that should be an interesting one over there in Cleveland. Now, probably the most intriguing noon game. And I think we're going to, I think that uh, here in Chicago, we'll be getting this game. So of course, you know, if the Eagles Bears game gets too, you know, out of the, you know, gets too bonkers, you'll be able to watch this game. You know, those of us here in Chicago get the Lions and the Jets, mm-hmm. uh, the six and seven Lions and the seven and six uh, Jets. I mean, for me, this is going to be interesting. Of course, uh, Zach Wilson looks like he'll be starting. Uh, of course, you know, Mike White won't be cleared. You know that that the news came out early this morning mm-hmm. that he won't be well, he won't be cleared by the time you know the game starts on Sunday. So it will be Mike White again against. Uh, Detroit, Detroit's right there to think of it for that uh, one of those wild card spots in the NFC. So I think for me, I think if we if we if we get if we get the Detroit CT, we see the last you know few weeks. I think this could be a really good close, you know, slush, you know, smash mouth, you know, defensive struggle. But if we get the the Detroit team, I should say that for a few weeks, right, they got their they got their butts kicked. I mean, like let's hope that's not the case there. But yeah, the Jets. Look, you had a couple of chances, perhaps maybe you know, getting to the playoffs already. Had you not, you know, had some uh, bad luck there. But yeah, I think you know, for me, the Lions you know, and the Jets is probably going to be the most intriguing uh, matchup uh, this weekend. Yeah, it's going to come down to the quarterback play. One, it, does Zach has how much has Zach Wilson learned of uh, being a bench for these last th- uh, three weeks? Because if he has a, another bad game, it drops to just to seven to seven. But those fans there in MetLife Stadium go let him. Have it, and he's going to need national security and then some to exit the field peacefully. I'm using air quotes here peacefully if he has another bad game. But on the flip side for Detroit, it's going to come down to this: uh, the running game, especially with Jamal Williams. 
of uh, the former uh-huh. Green Bay Packers. He's had a nice year. And number two, can that Lions defense, has, who has been terrible all year, shout out to Aiden Hutchinson, uh, their rookie um, defensive end out of Michigan. But outside of him, that Lions defense, especially the secondary, has been terrible all year. Can that Lions secondary in particular make a play late? Yeah, I think that's going to be the Can they create thing. a turnover? Yeah, that's specifically the thing. They haven't been able to uh, to do that late in games. Really. They, we, mm-hmm. They've done it very well in the game, in game, but yeah, they, they've been doing it late in the game. So, uh, yeah, that, that's going to be an interesting one. Uh, there, uh, Bengals and Bucks. I mean, I think that's going to be uh, supposed to be the game of the week. <laughs> yeah, for CBS, yeah, Jim Nance and um, Tony Romo and crew will be down there. Lakina, Tampa Bay, I know Tom Brady is, there's been talk about Tom Brady's running the organization now. And uh, the, the, there's been stories flowing out there. Maybe we'll, maybe or maybe not. We'll get into it with Christine uh, in the next half hour. But as far as the, this game goes, can they score more than 16 points? I know Cincinnati is good and they've been picking it up the last few weeks, just like they did around this time last year. But can the Tampa Bay score more than 16 points? It's been a struggle for them all year, and it makes no sense. I mean, the defense for the, uh, the Bengals. I mean, they're 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 okay. They're not the best, right? So if you're Tom Brady in the rest of the offense, this could be like a nice way to kind of get a little bit of kick back there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think you know, 16 points is not going to cut. I don't care. Like, yeah, I know they're in a bad division, but you know, you really can't afford you know, depend on your division being bad if you want to trash. Maybe try and you know get into the playoffs and perhaps maybe advance to the playoffs. So. That's gonna be interesting though, and I know that uh, you know Joe Burrow. I know Chase. You know they they've been you know, playing very well uh, the last couple of weeks, especially. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it, it'll be interesting. Like I said, if, if the defense, this could be a nice way to kind of try to slow down that that defense of uh, that that offense. I should say from the Bengals. And if you're the Bucks, I mean, look, the Bengals. Like I said, that that defense, they're more. They're they're not the best. I mean, like I said, I'm not gonna say they're terrible, but they're not. They're they're not like in that top tier with the 49ers and the Eagles. So. You know, the, if you're if you're Tampa, I think this could be a shot to perhaps maybe make it a make it a, make it an interesting game, or perhaps maybe make that big play on defense. You'll get those you know, one of these defensive guys to uh, intercept you, and you know, intercept Joe Burrow. Pick you'll get a pick six from him. So mm-hmm. that's gonna be really like the thing there. Yeah, for Joe Burrow, besides uh, he has one good healthy receiver, and that's a second year man out of LSU, Jamar Chase. But will Tyler Boyd be back? Will uh, T. Higgins be back? Because uh, Joe Burrow needs those guys, especially down the stretch as we head towards uh, the start of the playoffs. But the, pay attention to that backfield. Uh, it's a very underrated one-two tandem in Joe Mixon and Sammy P. Ryan. We know the Bucks defense, especially uh, their run defense, has not been good all year. So pay attention to uh, the running game for Cincinnati. You mentioned on the flip side for Tampa. Can they score more than 16 points? Can we give Chris Godwin the damn ball? And uh, mm-hmm. what's happened to Mike Evans over the last month? We haven't heard his name a lot. So exactly. That's going to be like really the big thing there. But yeah, we'll be interested to see what happens. But uh, yeah, it should be an intriguing one there. That's going to be the game of the week on CBS. Of course, CBS has a double header this week. So mm-hmm. that'll be interesting though, nonetheless. Now we're going to take a really quick break. We're, uh, our girl Christine Mack will be joining us uh, for our Week 15 picks. Also, too, of course, you got Alexander Ovechkin made history at the UC on um on Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday night. Was it Tuesday or was it Wednesday? I'm not sure. Uh, it was Wednesday. Uh, also, too, we've got like, a couple other uh, big you know, things as well. We'll you know, co- talk some college hoops, you know, whether it's likes or not, and a whole lot more. Lakina McGee, Sydney Brown, Second City Sports, on Sports on Chicago. Our girl Christine Mack joins us right after this. This year, my mom got me the perfect bag for back to school. These colorful binders help me stay organized. 
these headphones are just what I need for studying. These new sneakers are just what I need for the new year. This jacket is a real must-have. My parents got me the skateboard I wanted. It's pretty cool. These scissors really come in handy in art class. These colored pencils, too. These new socks, they can be a real lifesaver. I finally got my own phone to stay in touch with my mom. Trisha's having a sleepover tonight. Can I go? I wonder about Lucy's friends. What should I say? I know you're only 10, but one of these days a friend will offer you a drink. And alcohol at your age can lead to so many things, none of them good. So can I go to the sleepover? Lucy, I want you to promise me something. I finished my homework. <laughs> Bigger promise. If there's any drinking, I want you to say, no thanks, not my thing. Mom. I promise you, your real friends won't care. Deal? Sure. Really? I promise, Mom. They really do hear you. Did you pack your toothbrush? For tips on how to start the talk, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. A public service message from the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. Hey, this is Dr. J, and I listen to Sean and Maya in the morning. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Welcome back to Second City Sports on the Hashtag Football Friday edition. Real live in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. We're spending our last break of the day and last break of the week right here with you guys as we get set for our Week 15 NFL picks. But before then, I can tell you that yours truly, you can follow, follow me at SidKid80. Once again, at SidKid80 on the Twitter and the IG. S-I-D-K-I-D-8-0. S-I-D-K-I-D-8-0. You follow my Keenan McGee on the Twitter and a Keenan McGee on the IG. 
Do you have any questions or comments during our last uh, 25 minutes or so of this fabulous program? You can always hit us up at Sports on Chicago's Facebook page and on Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get the up on the screen for you. Now, Lakina, it's that time to bring in our hometown girl from KXRB in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Uh, we're going to ask her if she, if she uh, getting any snow that we're getting right now. Here comes our girl, Miss Christine, the Queen Medica. Hello. All right. How you, how you doing? What's up? <laughs> what? Uh, how you doing? Like, I know uh, we were just asking, did you guys get any snow? Uh, that apparently, I guess, did you guys get any snow? Like any big snow uh, this week? So right now, so we're pretty good. It was mainly out west and a little bit north of Sioux Falls. I think in total, we probably got maybe four inches but we we got at least we were in a winter weather advisory today and yesterday so basically the roads were bad the wind was bad so any of that blowing snow you you couldn't see anything on the road so for the most part we're fine out west i believe deadwood and um Oh, yeah. Deadwood, that comes to my mind right now. They got at least like 36 inches of snow. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. So they, this was a monster storm. Yeah, I got, got my. Dust, yeah. Like, like, like a dusting here in Chicago, here in Chicago, the surrounding areas. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's going to yeah. get cold here, too. Yeah, I'm, I have my monitor on the weather channel right now, and they were showing the pictures of the snowstorm in North Dakota. And I don't know if you saw this, Christine, but there was this truck that ran over this, I guess, gate. Uh, he barely stopped, but he skidded already off the road. It was, it was crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just got to be careful out there, you know? Yeah. No judgment. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's gonna get cold here next week in our in this part of our of the country. Yeah, so uh I'll be there, so I'll heat it up. <laughs> <laughs> bring that, yeah, bring that heat, uh uh Christine. Bring that heat. Now I want you to tell us, you know, what how'd you do last week? I want to make sure we got it, we're on the same page here. Did I get seven or six? I think you I I counted like three times. I think I think you got seven. You did get seven. seven. Yeah, yeah, that's what I got two. Yeah, you got seven. And uh is that what that can be a weekly thing. Now I check your math. Well, no, yeah, we we double checking the math. I think, as they say. So, uh, yeah, you got seven. I got it right here. Uh, Sid, uh, you good? You got eight, and so did I. So, you know, you you actually gained a game on uh, Christine, Sid. But uh, but you know what? Look, it's it's okay. It's okay. You're still bad week. That was just a weird week. Yeah, that whole yeah, all the weird you know, upsets and stuff. You know, thanks a lot, Cardinals. Of course, you know. Uh, What's called tearing his ACL in the second play of the well, I think it was the third play of the game that that didn't help uh, our cost here with mm -hmm. the Cardinals. So but yeah, but that whole that whole last week was was uh, was a weird week. So that that was just uh, crazy. But uh, yeah, so a nice uh, showing, not a good showing by us. But look, we got we got we can bounce back. Of course, you know, no more bye weeks. Of course, you know that's over and done with now. The good news is that we get Saturday games. You get three Saturday games tomorrow. Yeah. Listen to playback on uh, War Media. And of course, also here on Sports on Chicago. First game up, you got the Colts and the Vikings. This will be at noon tomorrow on the NFL Network. Uh, so you start this one for us, please. The Vikings are three and a half point favorites. They're trying to wrap up the NFC North division title while the Colts are trying to hang on for their quote unquote slim playoff lives. I know they trailed Tennessee, I believe, by two and a half games in that terrible AFC South division. I know Jeff Saturday has had his guys play well over the uh, in the beginning, but the last couple of weeks have been terrible. I think Minnesota will do just enough 
to um, beat the Colts. Kirk Cousins, I know Christine hates him along with Kirk Cousins, but that's all another show. Strong words, Sid. I never said I hated Kirk Cousins. <laughs> dislike. How about dislike? I never. That's a very strong. I just don't think he's the right quarterback for okay. the that's their okay. that's developing. Okay. okay. So, well, but he's been playing well this year, even though last week it was their defense that lost uh, the game for him at Detroit. But I think Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson is going to, Justin Jefferson, Mr. Giddy, they're going to connect at least on one touchdown. Devil Cook should establish the run more so than he did last week at, at Detroit. So I'm going with Minnesota at home. I, I almost wanted to pick the the Colts just because Jeff Saturday is playing on Saturday. There's gotta be <laughs> symbolism in that. Do um, you have access to sound effects in that studio? No, uh, do, do we have to? Do we have to? Do, do, can you can you play that really quick? Like no, come on, Andy. Come on, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't want to do it. Oh, okay. God, they, oh, that's okay. That's okay. Oh, he might get in trouble. Yeah, go ahead. At this point, but I'm gonna pick the Vikings. Yeah, I, I think they'll keep it close. to talk about the Colts, but yeah, I think the Vikings are just too good and too talented. So I'm just gonna, and I think I think because what's the uh, that defense wants to kind of get back from uh, last week, so I think they want to, you know, you know, get yeah. back there. AFC uh, AFC North in the three thirty window on NFL Network. You got the Ravens and the Browns. Christine, you start this one for us. No matter what, even though Lamar Jackson is out, I'm gonna pick against Cleveland this year. So I'm going the Ravens. I know Cleveland's a three-point favorite at home, but Baltimore, uh, they're trying to keep up with Cincinnati in the AFC North division. And this is going to be a slug-em, tug-em game, as we talked about Lakina last break. It's going to come down to whoever runs the ball the best, and it possibly will come down to a crucial turnover as well. Uh, I'm going to step out a little bit. I'm picking Baltimore. That would be stepping out. I'm picking, we're all picking uh, Baltimore. I'm picking the Ravens as well. Here we go. That's not yeah. That's not that's not uh yeah. That's not stepping out. <laughs> I know. I guess I guess I guess you said that against uh, the, the number. I guess because of course the Browns mm -hmm. are their favorite. But yeah, but I'm picking the I'm picking Baltimore too. I just I just think that look, Huntley as long as he keeps everything on track, as long as the defense you know, can give the Browns offense fits. I think that this should they, the Ravens shouldn't have any issues. Although I will say it could go get like nine six or ten seven or whatever. But you know it is what it is there. Now the nightcap here in uh, this will be Saturday night tomorrow night seven fifteen on NFL Network. Yeah, the Dolphins and the Bills. Bills trying to get a little bit of get back from that uh, early season matchup. Of course, it's well, it's good, probably going to be an issue for uh, you know, for the for the Dolphins. I'm not saying that. Well, of course, Tua has probably played in that cold weather, but you know, for a lot of these guys, it's probably going to be the first experience for them. So I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick the Bills like, just because I think they want they want to get that that revenge. They got revenge on their mind, so I'm picking the Bills for this one. Tua, I hate to disappoint you, but Alabama snow is a little bit different than Buffalo snow. <laughs> <laughs> ah, nice done. I like how you put that. Yeah, so I'm going with the Bills. Don't they're not going to be used to this weather. Plain and simple, I think that's going to be a factor. Uh, Tua is going to be dressed uh, uh, like a car crash, even car crash dummy, and the Bills are going to treat him like one as well. So I'm going with Buffalo. <laughs> Oh, I like how you. Oh, okay, very well done. How you did that there. So you L O L L O L. Yeah, a little <laughs> metaphor there. Uh, okay, uh, on the Sundays uh, games, you got first uh, in the eight NFC South. I should say you got the Falcons and the uh, Saints. I know the I know the, uh, the Falcons are coming. Uh, I think both teams are going to come. I'm coming off a uh, of of a buy, but yeah, I know that um, it's uh, Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter era over in uh, Atlantic uh, City. Start this one for us. 
No need of a breakdown here. New Orleans is favored by four. Um, just because they're the home team, I'm going with New Orleans. Boy, you know, this is this is the one where I kind of circled because I wasn't sure per se. Um it, it can kind of go either way, but I don't know if I want this one to be my upset or the other games I was having problems with were Pittsburgh and Carolina and Arizona and Denver. That's just gonna be a trash bag series. <laughs> <laughs> But we'll get to those in a second. Yep. I think, yeah, Sid, I think I'm going to go with New Orleans just because they are the whole home team. But I almost want to pick the Falcons. Like, I'm so close to picking the Falcons for this. They're one. technically still in it because of yeah, Tampa both, Bay. Yeah, Tampa, Tampa has been very, <laughs> that, yeah, both these teams are still, well, well, well more the Falcons and the, the Saints. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, oh, good, good lord! I know, I know, Rue's gonna be his first NFL start, so I wonder we'll see how he does. You know, that that Saints defense isn't the defense that we've seen the last couple of years. I I'll, I'll pick the Falcons only because I don't trust the Saints. You know, I don't trust Andy Dalton. But again, would it surprise me the Saints win? Sure, but you know, it, again, this is gonna be one of those uh, pickums. Another pickum here. You know, speaking of Steelers and Panthers. Panthers are still in it as they host the Steelers. <laughs> Christine, you start this one. I'll, I'll, I'll make you make your little uh, choice I, here. I'm picking the Steelers just because I. It's a pick 'em. You don't know what's gonna. You don't know what team you're gonna get out of Carolina. You don't know what you're gonna get out of the Steelers if everybody's healthy or not. For sure, with the Steelers right now is the big question. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm going with the Steelers. I don't know why. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That one, that one he does. Oh, yes, well, nice sir. Andy. Nice <laughs> done, Andy. Bravo. Shout out to Andy. We're we going to need him to do it a few more times. Uh, so yeah, uh, tell him to yeah. stay prepared. <laughs> yeah. Keep that button nearby, Andy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, and everybody can hear it, too. So the great job. Um, This game will end in a tie. Really? Okay. Said. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> that, Is that yeah, what you're good. voting on right now? It's going to no, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> uh, just because they're the home team, I know I'm going to hell for this. Excuse my French. I'll go with with Carolina, <laughs> and Carolina's a three point, uh, uh, even three point favorite at home. Boy, yeah, well, I mean, the only reason why that probably that's probably the case is because they're at home. So I'm thinking, yeah, me, uh, I'll pick the Steelers too. I mean, just because, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I know the Panthers are technically still in it because of Tampa. You know, not not playing very well, but yeah, I think the Steelers they. They want to try to finish strong, and I and I think you know, look, Mike Tomlin will have his guys fighting till the end. You know, they're not going to make the playoffs, but they're going to fight till the end. So I'm picking this. We'll see if Trubisky can cut down on the turnovers, unlike last week. Oh yeah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, <laughs> he just knows. He he's on cue, right on cue, Andy. I love, love it, it, love it. We love it. Well, yeah, I, well, I'm going to need him for this one because I don't think we'll we'll probably just skip it. I know the chief, the Chiefs, uh, and the Texans. I mean. Okay. You want to get a sound effect going for this one, Andy? Yeah. You're done. What do you mean? I pay you for this. <laughs> this will be the time to actually pour that sound effect. Uh, I think we're all going to take Chiefs, right? Yes. Yes. Just move oh. on. We're going Chiefs. All right. All right. Yeah. So no need for the sound effects here. All right. You got the – this should be the tricky one here. You got the Cowboys and the Jays. Christy, you start this one for us. I – 
I'm going with the Cowboys. I I learned today, not learned, but they are one of five teams that are possibly going to make the Super Bowl this year. And I don't think they're going to have a problem with Jacksonville unless they put their foot off the gas like they did last week with Houston. I don't I don't see them losing this game. So I'm going with the Cowboys. Cowboys are four point road favorite. I think Jacksonville will play a little bit better. Will it be up to what Houston did last week? Uh, not quite. So the Cowboys should have enough. It's going to be a t- tough for a while, but the Cowboys will pull it out at the end. So I'm going with Dallas. Yeah, same. I feel like this is going to be like the mirror image of that Texans game last week. You know, I think the Jazz will get a lead for a little bit, but the Cowboys will get it together and they'll end up winning it late like they did last week. Although I will say the the Jags are a little bit better than the Texans, so that might be a little mm-hmm. bit you know tougher there. But I I think that the Cowboys should win this one. I don't know if they'll win it handily, but they should be able to win this. An intriguing one here, and I think, but I believe uh, Chicago folks here in Chicago begin this game too as a counteract to the uh, Eagles Bears game. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Lions and Jets. Uh, Sid, you start this one. Detroit can uh, can control their own destiny as far as uh, playoff aspiration concerned via the wild card. They're six and seven. The Jets they get Zach Wilson back. <laughs> as uh, Christine, as I told Akina during our last segment, uh, should Zach Wilson have a bad game for the Jets? He's going to need the National Guard to escort him out of MetLife Stadium mm-hmm. out there, East Rutherford, New Jersey. <laughs> the Lions are a pouring the half favorite, so this is how to pick them. Call me crazy. I know it's unconventional to pick a Detroit team if you're a Chicago fan, but I'm going on logic. It's going to be an ugly close game. I'm going with Detroit. You know, I would think, I don't know, is Joe Flacco Flacco injured or not? I haven't seen anything about, but yeah, I think he's going to be the backup to White, I think. Yeah. I, no, he's going to be back up to Wilson. Yeah. Wilson if, if White, especially since White's not playing, so yeah, I would assume I that Wilson... Look, yeah, they well, want to avoid all that mess. I don't know why they're not putting Flacco in over Zach Wilson because clearly, you know, the dude lost the locker room. It, who knows what he yeah. did, but he's just, you, you know, he, the team isn't with him. So I'm going to go again with Logic. The Lions, the coach, he's so full of energy. I, I love that guy. I, I liked him when he was on the Eagles too. Or no, wh- where was he before that? Uh, yeah. The Dolphins. 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 I, I yeah, the Dolphins coach you said. Yeah, Dan Campbell. Yep. Yeah, I, I liked him when he was on the Dolphins. So um, I, I like him with the Lions, too, and I want to keep that going for him. So the Lions. Yeah, I think, you know, yeah, Zach Wilson, like we said, so he probably lost that locker room. So it's going to be – I know they were not happy when they got the news that uh, that White is going to be able to be cleared, you know, before it's Sunday's game. So – that's gonna be interesting though, but yeah, I'm gonna pick the Lions too. I think they're they're they're, they're in a role, and you know, hope if we don't get the Lions that we've seen, you know, in previous years, I think they should be okay. So should be a fun one nonetheless. Now, three o'clock games. You got the Cardinals. No Kyler Murray for the rest of the season. Then you got the Broncos. They're not very good. Oh, <laughs> uh, and in Denver. Oh, goody. Uh, Jesus. Uh, Denver's a three-point favorite. They um, should be able to win this game. They should. should. I should. <laughs> I'm going with Denver just because. Okay. Yeah. For me, uh, well, mm, you know, I- I'll pick Denver, but again, I'm not. Colt I'm McCoy, not... Uh, um, well, say Colt McCoy, he hasn't been that bad. Oh, he hasn't has been it. that bad. Like, That's why it's not as easy as you think. Of course, Denver's yeah. offense has been terrible. I know they busted out last week because the Chiefs took up their foot off the gas yeah. in the most part, but I'm, I'm going with Denver, go- but it's going to be ugly close. I'll be, it's going to be ugly close. I'm picking the Broncos. Go ahead, Casey. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, 
I'm stepping out and going Arizona just because I, I don't trust Nathaniel Hackett um, and what he's doing with the Broncos. And yeah, I, yeah, this is my pick. <laughs> Uh, she, she's going to send uh, uh, Nate his uh, pink slip and league car before Christmas. <laughs> yeah, he might get it, and he might get it too. So, okay, see so the team they played against on Monday night. They got the you know you got the Patriots and the Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, jeez, oh good. Did my theory work? No, uh, oh. did no, my it, theory it, it work? Where if I didn't pick them, they're going to win. I can't remember. Well, 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 I think. Well, I think the, the I actually did pick them in my in my pickups on ESPN. They actually end up losing. So if you want to use that as sort of like your template there, <laughs> okay. If you want to use that as your template, but uh, yeah, I, I I'm picking the Raiders. I I, I guess just because like you know, Patriots. I know they come off a short week. I know they I know they stayed out west. I know they they did that. They stayed out west, but uh, yeah, I. I <sighs> I don't know what which Patriots are going to get. I know that they took advantage of uh, Kyler Murray's injury, so they will take advantage of that defense. So yeah, I'm going to pick the Raiders. I, I, I'll probably you know, end up you know, regretting it, you know, on Monday. But yeah, I'm picking the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, Josh. Uh, Josh Jacobs needs to have a strong running game, a strong performance in a running game for the Raiders. Derek Carr, he needs to step up big, big time for, uh, for the Raiders in that passing game. The Vegas is a one point favorite, so is that a pick them? Uh, I'm going with the Raiders just because they're at home. And I'm going to pick New England just to be different. <laughs> one of these upsets, she's going to be right after it did. I don't know which yeah, one, but one of these yeah, upsets, yeah. she's going to get she'll it give, right. She'll be right on uh, one or two yeah. of these. So, mm-hmm. yeah, which, which ones are that remains to be seen? But, yeah, I think, yeah, she'll, she'll, get, she'll get one of these right, I believe. You know, there are too many, like, upsets out there. Now, including a good one here in 3 twenty. I'll be watching this game, you know, via this computer, you know, since, the, you know, this next game after that will be on uh, television here. So, CBS has a doubleheader this week. But yeah, Titans and uh, Chargers. Uh, the Titans, I don't know what's going on with them. They're not giving the Henry the ball as much. You know, Tannehill, I mean, that defense has been kind of letting them down. The Chargers are getting hot at the right time, too. They really need to kind of win out in order to kind of stay right there on pace to get one of those uh, wild card spots in the AFC. So I'm picking the Chargers. Everyone's getting healthy. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, I mean, their defense is getting healthy, too. So yeah, I, I think the Chargers, I think they're, they're getting hot at the right time. I'm going to go with you, Akina, and say the Chargers for that reason, too. They they look like they did last year. Should I go with logic or should I go with the trend? Any, mini Maimo. So oh, what the hell? I'll join you guys. I'm going with the Chargers. <laughs> Watch, the Titans will have the best game of the year. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, they haven't. I mean, they haven't done it yet. So I know, like you said, the defense. I'm talking about the Titans' defense have been charged the last two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like I said the Chargers should win this game, but wouldn't surprise me if they lost it either. Right. A lot. Yeah, I would say the Chargers and Logic has been a kind of a problem with it. Although they actually been pretty uh, solid this year, so mm-hmm. you know, we'll see what happens. Now, the game of the week, uh, the counterpoint to that uh, that CBS game, which will have a lot, a lot of people uh, across country will have here: Bengals and Bucks. So you start this one. Uh, Bengals nine and four. They're taking off this year like they did last year on their way to the Super Bowl. Tampa Bay got destroyed last week at San Francisco. They still lead that bad NFC South with a six and seven record. Cincinnati's a three and a half point row favorite. Christine, I'll, I'll ask you before I make my pick uh, as to Lakina during our last break. Can Tom Brady come and give me more than 16 points on the scoreboard? Can they? 
I would, I would hope so. <laughs> Unless he wants to get bumped from national television again, then yeah, he better. Yeah, they've already gotten flexed out of one game. Well, we'll get to that uh, in a little bit. But yeah, they've already been flexed out of one game. But uh, yeah. I, I don't want to make this pick. I really don't. But I'm going with the Bengals. I'm going against my real logic here. I'm going with the Bengals. I'm going to go with the Bengals too, but knowing Tom Brady, I'm look, he was a great guy after the game with all the 49ers, especially the young and new players that were just so in awe of even playing against him. And, and he was a really good sport, you know, taking pictures with them and, and signing autographs. But I'm sure deep down he was not happy, especially when that game was like a homecoming for him. So I would think that he would do better this time around. Yeah, I agree. I think that that Bengals defense, though, is it still. I'm still a little bit iffy on them. So, I, you know, should I or shouldn't I? Now I'll pick the Bengals. Why? No, I won't. But but look, watch Tom Brady has his best game this season. Goes to like three, three or four touchdowns, and Tornado rushed for like four, and like you know, someone from the, the Bucks defense get like a pick six or something. Yeah, and then Tom Brady's gonna throw an iPad up in the air, start smashing one. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, boy, like, that, that window surface. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'll say those window surface uh, top laptops are expensive. So tablets are expensive, I should say. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if you want to do that. But, yeah, he might do it in celebration, too. Like, heck, yeah. So it won't be safe, <laughs> heck, but, yeah. Um, okay, so then I hear uh, this was a tie a couple of weeks back. Yeah, the Giants and the Commanders. Uh, Christine, you start this one, please. <laughs> I picked the Giants last time. I'm going to do it again because hopefully they've learned from their mistakes the last time they met them and it won't end in a tie. Yeah, Christine was right. The Giants did make a mistake by blowing that seven-point lead two weeks ago. Uh, the Commanders, they're on a, a roll right now. The Giants, I don't trust them. As I said before, the last few weeks, again, we, you said this too. Uh, mm -hmm. This is the free fall for the Giants that some of the key guys are hurt. Yep. Uh, where are you going to get out of Daniel Jones? We don't know, even though he's had a nice year. But the commander said at home, I trust them a little bit more. They are a five-point favorite. I don't know if they're going to win by that much, but it's going to be another close one. But I'm going with Washington. Yeah. Could this be another tie? Has there been, like a, has there ever been a time where like you know two teams who have played each other have you know, tied twice? Because this could very well end up happening here. I don't uh, think so. Not offhand. Not offhand, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, again, this could be like a 9 6, you know, 10 7 type games. And I think the Giants are starting to kind of come back to earth a little bit too, especially with their injuries. So I'm thinking the Commanders just because I, I trust them more than I, than I do the Giants at this point. Uh, okay. Uh, Monday Nighter, I just, I might actually, I might actually go to uh, the Manning cast for this one just because I think this is not going to be a, a very good game. <laughs> you got the, Ram the Rams and the Packers, of course. No worry on if, um, if Matt Stafford's gonna play, you know, Packers are coming off a bye. I they have to win out in order to win in order to win it. I know they've I know uh the, the Rams have had their the Packers number the last couple of times they played, but these are not the same, you know, Rams team. You know, this is kind of like a wealth for them. I might hate myself for this, but I'm picking the Packers just because they're at home. I don't know why I'm picking them, but just it's just because they're at home. Not really logically, just because they're at home. <laughs> Can I just say, this is not the toilet bowl, but it's pretty close to the toilet bowl. Cause... <laughs> oh, that's a good Andy. Very good. Bravo. Very good Andy. Yeah. That can finish his job. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, if Baker plays this weekend on Monday night if he plays and somehow 
beats Tom Brady, Tom Brady beats Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, um, that that would just solidify that something else was going on in Carolina and maybe with the Browns organization too. But I am going to pick the Packers just because I, I'm choosing a little bit more statistics than I am, you know, with my heart, if that makes sense. I don't know if Aaron Donald's going to return for their Rams defense. Of course, yeah. you don't know the injuries for their Rams offense. Uh, the Packers must run out. I don't think they're going to do it, but I think they'll win this game. They're favored by seven at home. It's going to be on Monday night uh, in Lambo in the cold. So I'm picking the Packers. I don't know if they're going to win by that much, but uh, th- they'll win this game. Baker Mayfield is playing for a job next year, whether it's right. with somebody else or maybe with the Rams. We'll talk about that in a second, yeah. but right. I'm going with uh, uh, Green Bay at home. Should be, yeah, should be, yeah. I might be watching the Manicast just because I, I think, I think uh, Troy and uh, Joe are going to be bored with this one. I think they'll make it work. They'll make it work. They'll make it work, though. I think they think because they all that's what they do. Joe um, or, way to keep on praising Green Bay, no matter if they win or lose. Andy, well, yeah, especially well, well, Baker. I mean, you know, he'll make it interesting, I'm sure. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. It might, it might be an entertaining game, so who knows? Last but not least, you got the Eagles and the Bears, of course. You know, Bears cut off a bye, they're three and ten. Eagles trying to clinch the number one seed in the NFC. Sid, you start this one for us, please. I know the Eagles are a nine point favorite on the road. I think the Bears were kind of sort of keep this close, close, but I'm going Philadelphia. Oh, you're being too kind on them, Sid. I just want to hand fill you the win. They said that Bear Stevens will probably end up happening anyway. Yeah, yeah. Just like hand it to them on a silver planner and say, take us out of our misery of this embarrassment. Um, <laughs> but that being said, uh, Eagles, that I the more I complain about something, the more it's not gonna happen. So I'm just not gonna say. <laughs> Yeah, I think yeah, I think for me, I think the Bears will keep it close for maybe just a little bit because they're coming off a bye. They'll be fresher, but the Eagles got a lot to play for. So they're trying to get the number one seed in the NFC. They're trying to show folks they are for real. So Jalen Hurts will probably have. Though when you talk about being healthy, though, Lakina Fields is just coming back from an illness. I don't right. know what that illness was, or if he's in the right headspace after it. That's up in the air. Mm-hmm. Well, you see, look, we, we talked about it earlier, uh, Sid and I, right before he came on, Christine. You saw what happened to Kyler Murray uh, on Monday night. So yeah. you hope that doesn't happen with Justin Fields, especially with that turf. He so Y2K or whatever, he what game he's playing now. Right. <laughs> there, you uh, there you go, Andy. There you go, Andy. <laughs> All right. And those are our Week 15 fix, picks from the NFL. This is Second City Sports. Unsports of Chicago, Lakita McGee, Sydney Brown, our girl KSRPs, Christine Manica, and Andy in the background. Uh, they're also from KSRPs. Like- no, Andy, come on. No, no, no. Come you're on. You're background. Hi. supposed to be on screen. No, you can say hi. That's okay. That that's fine. This is the other. Hi, Andy. Hey, Andy. Hey. Hi, Andy. Reach out with the sound effects this week. <laughs> Let me know what sound effects you need for next week. All right. Okay. Oh. We'll do. We will do. We'll let, we'll you, let know, you know. We'll let you know. Uh, okay, Christy. Uh, we talked. Did I talk about this earlier about uh, both the Cubs and the Sox not really participating very much in you know all these monster contracts that these free agents are getting? What are your What are your thoughts Cody on that? Cubs, except for Cody Bellinger, that was a big one. Too Merry Christmas. Yeah, um, that was a big one for Cody Bellinger to sign with the Cubs. That other than that, um, yeah, they've been kind of quiet. The White Sox this entire time for what reason? 
I don't know. <laughs> uh, so we were talking about earlier, Christine. I don't know. GM Rick Hahn, uh, I don't know what he's looking for as far as the trade market value right now. I know he's given a limited budget thanks to Jerry Reinstorf, but uh, the, the White Sox, uh, need to, they still need to fill a hole at second base. You still need a defensive outfielder to go with Luis Robert. And uh, you still need to make a move for a bench, uh, to uh, add to your bench. And so uh, they still have time, but not enough time. On the flip side, for, for the Cubs, uh, you can still get Dansby Swanson your, to start at shortstop. Face, you can stay yeah. face there. But I got to say, if you didn't want to give Carlos Correa the big contract, he's in his late 20s. He'll be uh, 40 by the time that contract's up, which he signed with the San Francisco Giants the other day. But uh, they've been sitting on their hands, too. Yeah, I mean, gosh, uh, uh, someone else who signed with the San Francisco Giants just yesterday is a former White Sox pitcher, Carlos Rojas. Oh, yeah, he went to the Yankees. Yankees. Oh, the Yankees, excuse me. If I would have known that San Francisco was only with him for a year, I'd say, why didn't the White Sox try to get him? He did great things when he was, uh, you know, when he was on the south side. I I know he gave us that no-hitter two years ago now, but... (laughs) Yeah, yeah like he gave his money though too. So mm-hmm. what about uh what about uh what was it like Lance Lynn, those those trade talks? I think a couple other guys too. I know there was some uh rumblings that maybe that the White House might try and trade him as part of a package. Or Liam Hendricks. I'll Liam say Hendricks. this real quick by Liam Hendricks. I know some Sox fans want him gone because he brings back the most value, but I'll ask I'll ask this to our listeners and viewers. I ask you, Christine. If you trade Lee, Liam Hendricks, who's your closer? Who's who, who's your close on the roster roster right now? Right now, I, your your backup closer is not on this roster right now. It's not Ren, Ronaldo Lopez. It's not Jimmy Lammer. It's sure as hell ain't Aaron Bummer. So, no, I look. I think Liam Hendricks is an amazing pitcher, a great closer, and mm-hmm. I think the White Sox shouldn't mess with that and keep it the way it is. Because in my opinion. You haven't had that good of a closer probably since Addison Reed. He was considered a, a really good pitcher at one point with the White mm-hmm. Then before that, uh, in my, again, recent memory, Bobby Jenks. I mean, yeah, yeah. can't get any better than that. And I think Liam Hendricks is pretty close to, to the Bobby Jenks mentality there for sure, minus the, the extra, you know, poundage. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting if, 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 if Rick Hahn does decide to pull the plug and, you know, perhaps trade uh, Liam Hendricks. But, yeah, I know, yeah, I know that they'll, the, the value thing yeah. and such. But, yeah, who's going to be your closer, like you guys said? I mean, you know, who who's out there right now? <laughs> right, exactly. So, yeah, and speaking of, you know, since you were talking about Rodon, uh, Christine, I think he was, like, third in the strikeouts um, last season. You know, in total strikeouts, only behind Garrett Cole, you know, his new teammate, and Corbin Burns. With 243. So, yeah, I mean, he had 11 double digit strikeouts last year. So, yeah, you're going to get $162 million and he's going to get his money. So, I would say, go get your money, uh, Mr. O'Don. Do your thing. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the market thing is really like, yeah, I mean, well, we'll see. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. We're kind of, you know, pitching the catchers, you know, come in about in the, like, what, like eight weeks, say, like, like eight or nine. Yeah, weeks. around uh, February 15th, 16th, around there. Yeah. Somewhere around there. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it, it's going to get interesting there. Uh, also, to uh, shout out to uh, Alexander Ovechkin, who got his 800th uh, career goal against our Blackhawks, unfortunately. Yay. But, but you know, though, you kind of figure, like, I'm glad he did it at the United Center. He got his 29th career hat trick. You know, he joins Wade Gretz, of course, Gordy Howe, the only uh, NHL player to have 800 goals. He now has 18 consecutive 20 goal seasons. He already had, uh, he already had 21 already. 
uh, the third longest off streak all time, you know, with how and Brendan Shanahan did it 19 times. So, you know, I'm glad that he did it. Uh, of course, you're not glad he did it against your team, but I'm glad he did it against the Black Cost. He did it in front of that crowd. He did it on national television. Um, you know, ESPN was there. But, yeah, I'm glad. Look, he's still playing at a high level, level at his age. I mean, it, it, it's crazy. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Ovechkin is one of the greatest players in his generation right behind uh, Patrick Kane and Sidney Crosby. Now, Patrick Kane is the greatest, probably the greatest Black Hawk ever, probably the greatest American player in the modern um, hockey yeah. era, but Ovechkin's up there in the top five and the best of his Agreed. generation right now. He, uh, like I yeah. said, Wayne Gretzky is the GOAT as far as hockey players of all time, mm-hmm. but right. Ovechkin's uh, right below him. Right, but yeah, at this point, especially if he was another cup this year, so that should be uh, yeah, interesting one there. Uh, the first of uh, the first of uh, bowl games uh, right now, of course, UAB beats uh, Miami of Ohio. I forgot which bowl. I didn't watch a single minute of that game. That was the Bahamas bowl. So of course, Steve Lee, I'm sure that he got to kick out of you know, uh, calling those Bahamas bowl games. Uh, UTSA and Troy, they're they're playing right now as we speak, or they're about to play right now um uh the you know the uh Duluth uh training cure bowl don't ask me what that bowl is I don't know what that bowl is <laughs> <laughs> I have no clue what that bowl is I've never you know this is like this is like their second year but that bowl game so look I, I always say like more more bowls more better I I would say so yeah and uh North Central they'll be facing Mount Union for the D3 championship I believe tonight so uh good luck to uh, mm-hmm. the uh, the guys there in Naperville uh checking that out I think it's gonna be on ESPNU if I'm not mistaken so or yeah, or ESPN, yeah, ESPN U. So make sure you guys check that, check that game out too uh, tonight. You know, go luck to the Red Hawks of, uh, or I think they're just in the Hawks of North of uh, North Central. Uh, real quick, I know you guys haven't followed the World Cup. Who you guys? Who you guys going to pick for Sunday's World Cup? We got the we got France and Argentina. I think Argentina. Yeah, same here, Argentina. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it might, it might be a toss. If you're a Fox, you're going to be in a tough spot because if that if that match goes over, it's going to cut into uh, those kickoff. Oh, games. football! Yep. <laughs> you might have a little bit of a problem there if you're if you're a, you might have a problem there if you're a Fox. So if you're a Fox, you're hoping that this game ends like in regulation. Whoever France or, or Argentina, I know you're it's going to be a good 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 race nonetheless. But yeah, anything else? Uh, so you want to ask Christine before we uh, disperse? Um. I w- well, not is it's not because of Christine, but because of you, Lakina. Real quick before we close up, shout looking through the top twenty-five schedule for college basketball for Saturday tomorrow. Uh, there's some good games that your your truly is going to keep an eye on. And know your shaming tactics are not going to work. Uh, uh, you know I like college basketball, but not college football, so <laughs> you keep that in mind. But <laughs> Alabama Gonzaga is going to be a good one tomorrow at noon on CBS. Followed uh, by the CBS Sports Classic, North Carolina, Ohio State. That's going to be a good right one. Right here in Chicago. Right here in Chicago. That's right. That's yep. right. And, of course, uh, on a Big Ten Network tomorrow, Alabama A&M against uh, the fighting the line. Uh, there should be no problem for the fighting the line. You know, they're 73 right now. Ranked number 16 in the country. In the second half of that CBS Sports Classic here in Chicago, UCLA versus Kentucky. That should be a fun one. They're always mm-hmm. fun with those two teams play. Also, Kansas, Indiana, they play uh, tomorrow as well. That's going to be on ESPN 2 at 11 a.m. So that should be a, a fun one. I know Gonzaga's going to want their revenge against uh, Alabama for early, <laughs> early yeah. in the season. And I won the holiday tournaments. So they beat them. So uh, 
that should be a fun one there. I think I know the, I know all the tickets are sold out for all those games too, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, yeah, they, they are. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now, isn't it real quickly, Kenny? Isn't the Big Ten tournament returning to Chicago this year? I'm talking about the college basketball. I think, I I wanna... think so. I think it is. I, th- I think it is. I think after that, it's going to be in Indiana for like the next three years. But I think, I think yeah. it, it, it is so... back here. I got I to gotta check that. But yeah, I think it is. Okay. Back if here it is, we got to get up in there. We definitely got to get yeah, up Yeah, we got to try. Get yeah, up we need to get Sean to kind of cook us up, I think. We'll yeah. See. Yeah. That should, that should be uh, yeah, real quick before I know we're definitely up against it. Christine. Uh, the Bulls lost to the Knicks in overtime last week. They played the uh, the Knicks again tonight at the UC. I know there's some questions about the uh, um, should management break up this Bulls team, even though they're four games under 500. What's your feeling about the Bulls right now? Neutral, J- just because I think we talked about it last week too. Should we be panicking? No, it's still early in the season. I'll withhold my judgment until the end of January. I think. Same here, yeah. I, I think, yeah, I think we look. We're kind of getting to the stretch where the the Bulls are kind of getting not not say the easy part, but yeah, there should be there's definitely some winnable games for them. So I think they should be able to win some of those games and get back to 500 at the very least. So I know La, I know the update from Lonzo's has been very good. I know that they're saying they might miss the season again. That might be, yeah. That might. That's yeah. not good. If that's the case. That is not. Yeah, good. I, I'm hoping that that I don't. We saw. I saw him shoot around there earlier. He does go there to shoot, but I guess he has been cleared. Mm-hmm. Still has been cleared for cutting and all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, he just got. Yeah, you know, toss me, toss me about by the end of December. By by going to middle of January. Uh, Tennessee and also Arizona are, are tomorrow too. as a top ten matchup at nine thirty on ESPN two. Going back to college hoops. So yeah, mm-hmm. some good, some really good ones here. As some, you know, some uh, places are starting conference play, but. With that said, you can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan Scott McGee on the IG. You can follow your Shirley Sidney Brown on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, it's CK80. This S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. Christine, where can the lovely people follow you? They can follow me at Manica underscore KXRB. And thanks to Andy, though. Make sure you thank him for us for yep. us. You know, with the scout sound effects for us. Yeah, so shout out to Andy. Yay. <laughs> Stay in the studio more often to do these then, just so he could be on cue. Right? Yeah, he's on cue with more than a couple of those things. I got, I love it. Love. That's why he gets paid the the, the nice money there. Uh, yeah. All right. I know the weather's gonna get a little bit iffy in some parts of the country, so make sure you guys stay safe. You'll know, stay warm. You're not gonna get vaccinated. Wash your hands. Wear your mask. And be good to each other. This is Miss Second City Sports on Sports Social Chicago, and we'll see you guys next week. Stop, Bears. Holla. Maybe. <laughs>